0: Reinventing the Tattoo, the community for tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and all those who are curious about the world of tattooing. We encourage everyone to join these live streams and real-world events as we aim to educate and inspire one another to create better artwork, tattoos, and to leave the community a better place than how we found it. We stream out most days of the week, so be sure to check out the full schedule of events we have going on, as well as our professional development courses from over 20 world-class tattooers at reinventingthetattoo.com. You can also find us on all of our, on all your favorite podcast platforms, as well as our Roku channel. So search for Reinventing the Tattoo and you'll find us on there. Real quick, just want to say thank you to the sponsors who make it all possible. Thank you to World Tattoo Events, which has the largest, most comprehensive list of tattoo conventions going on in the world right now. Tattoo Now, technology for tattooers. They're the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels as well as our affiliates at the Fireside Tattoo Network and the Apprenticeship Tirees. lastly, we want to say thank you to Guy Atchison, who makes it all possible. He's the founder and inspiration behind the Reinventing the Tattoo community. And you can go to guyatchison.com to get your copy of the Biomech Encyclopedia, instructional DVDs, original oil paintings, and custom coil machines. So if you're enjoying the knowledge we're sharing, be sure to share it with a friend and to watch another video.
1: Boom. Kyle, that was wonderfully done.
0: <laughs> Thanks. I've gotten better ever since your niece critiqued me.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, constructive criticism can come from any direction. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but also I have to note, we started on time tonight. Wow. Look at us. That's pretty grown up of us. Um, Maybe it's because we were we,
0: here early to set up too.
2: We were here early to set up and we were on time starting. And I, I feel like maybe it's because we had a two-week hiatus and kind of got our lives together and are, I think, much more prepared to talk about tatties. I'm excited. I've been um, ready. Ben should be able to be back with us next week. Uh we're not gonna hold him to it, but he should be back with us soon. Um but we've had a pretty busy Last few weeks, had some road trips in there. Mm-hmm. Had a few different conventions happen. Um, got tattooed. Maddie got tattooed. Maddie did some tattoos. I did some tattoos. I did some tattoos. Oh, too? That's great. Every now and then, every <laughs> now and then I tattoo a little bit. Silly baby. Um, but. But yeah, so there's there's always a lot going on in the tattoo world. So uh, today we are going to get back on track and kind of share with everybody what's uh, what's new. And then uh, we're going to jump down some uh, collecting rabbit holes. Maddie just recently got worked on. Um, so we're going to talk about not only her piece, but her artists. And uh, we're going to kind of jump all over the place. So um, one of the shows that happened recently was the Rubber City Tattoo Expo.
3: I've never been to rubber city before.
2: Um, I didn't get a chance to go this year. I was going to go up on either Saturday or Sunday, but it didn't work out for me to make it up there. I also was trying to go, but it isn't it. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just wanted to go at least for a day to get mm-hmm. some footage and stuff. Last year we went and it was a really good show. Um, last year was the first show, the first rubber city show. Cool. Um, and I felt like it was organized really well. Everything was really well organized. Um,
3: I have a couple friends that like to go to that when I saw them yeah. last year and they're there again this year, Yeah, the venue was, was talk awesome. about how much you
2: liked it. Yep. Uh, yeah. the, it wasn't necessarily a real big show, but it was a, like there, it was a real good energy show. You know, there, there are some shows that are just so huge. You can't even make it down all the aisles all weekend, like mm-hmm. thoughtfully and acknowledge everybody who's there. Um, this is one of those shows that it feels like, um, it feels like a hometown show, but people travel from everywhere to show up to it. There's Chris. Sun's out, guns out.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're just going through Chris's slideshow. Nice. This is from the Rubber City page. It looks like they were all having a good time this year. Notice they have pipe and drape.
0: Big plus. Notice
3: yeah. the
1: pipe and entry. See, I was
3: spoiled. My first tattoo convention was Hell City. So I was like, this is awesome. And then I went to other ones and I was like, oh shit, I should have brought that, huh?
2: Hey Kyle, you know what you should do? Hmm. Click the little tag button down in the corner. Uh one sec. I'm such a I I consume so much material. I'm drawing a blank on a few people's names that are like perfect homies.
1: Antoine Davis.
2: Kicking Maddie around. Yeah, this is this looks like it was a really good show. Everybody looks just chill and relaxed. And there's Denny. We've had Denny on the show. Oh, man, I think the plugs that I'm wearing now that I've worn for like the last five years I got from him. <laughs> There's the, Tony the Urbanic. If you go well. back one more slide, that's Tony Urbanic in the RC shirt. Uh, he's a show promoter.
1: Aaron, in the very beginning, it was Aaron whose name I couldn't remember. Oh, okay.
2: a blank it's like when you like draw a blank and can't remember like your own sibling's name like uh, <laughs>
1: uh, are their age
2: oh those uh trophies <laughs> look rad they do the
3: uh i'm not sure if they actually made the cards like Indie expo does but they do the um cards to like show your artists oh I yeah it's pretty cute mm-hmm.
2: That was a that was a pretty cool little surprise at the indie show. It yeah. would be cool if, uh, like that was a thing that artists could collect from multiple shows. Oh, and, yeah, Just keep you know, almost movies. like seasons, like.
1: Yeah. That a lot. Pretty cool. Best of show. I wonder who this was. Are there any tags in that? Hmm, that's wonderful. Is that it? Yep. I think it's the models tagged.
2: Hmm. Scroll to the next page. Is it no tag on that?
1: There is no tag on that.
2: Anyways, was Anyway, that's super
1: random. Julia, there was that that Maybe been. that was it then. Yeah. Oh, look at that little frog. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop it! Look at his little
2: fingers. <laughs> I love how like simply and smooth this is done. That background yeah. reads so beautifully. And then having that like halo around the one leg of the frog, that white kind of highlight around it, man, nice and beautiful.
0: Like fades very well into color too.
2: Yeah. The textures in that fur, this is really beautifully done. I like the way the whiskers and like the fuzz on the bottom of the chin start looking almost like neon lights. Like, oh yeah. If you were encountering this and I don't know, maybe that's a poison dart frog. Maybe it is supposed to be a hallucinogenic journey. I love that. It's the story I'm getting from it. What do you think, Kyle? Sounds about right. Did you take a journey with those two? Did you give it a shot? (laughs) It's a little negative space, little whippies. Mm -hmm. Love those. I love that they're connected to the leaves down below, Mm -hmm. too. So it's like it's just morphing into, you know. And the colors like start up that are like, all right, all right. Okay. So best of show. All right. Pretty great. Pretty good uh well go scroll back and uh click on the artist's page let's let's check the rest of her workout was it tattoos yeah by right julia? here that's the show and the tattoos by julia Yep, right there go ahead and click on that bad boy and see let's take a look at some of her other work look at that alien and
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's scrimpy.
1: Boom.
2: Ooh, oh my goodness <laughs> look at that yeti perfect sense all makes perfect sense
1: Well, hold on a second. I just
2: realized that was on a thigh. That's huge. Both of them. The previous one I just realized was on a thigh, but that one's on a thigh also. This big, beautiful, nice work. Mm-hmm.
1: She's from Pennsylvania. Uniontown. There's that one. Very nice. Very nice. Look at the mantlers. mm-hmm
2: did you did you go to the show last year Kyle I did you did what'd you think of it
0: it was good the machine olympics was really cool too
2: did I wonder did they do the machine olympics again this year did they
0: I'm pretty sure they did I'd have to like search for it though to find it that was kind
2: of one of the highlights for me last year these are hers too <laughs> nice those are wonderful
1: boobers <laughs>
2: I love the way you love goobers. I do. They're like your favorite, like, and you use the term broadly, but it's such a like. It's kind of become a term, term around you. the shop here.
3: I love it. <laughs> Listen, things are goobers for different reasons. Tell like me, a goober's a goober. How
2: how how does one become how? What's the difference between okay. being a goober and a goober? like yeah, what being a goober or like? Okay, I'm going hit you with it. So goober,
3: right? We're yeah, start with like the original yeah meaning behind it right and then we get into like when it starts to get a little more like urban dictionary when you start using goober all kinds of fun so goober originally is like like a little a little little guy a little critter of some sort something just looks real silly he's just a little it's a little dooter
2: so globily
3: gobbly gloop anything that's like real fun like real small there's a little fun little dooter, right but then some people like because they're just fun and goofy for no reason like oh you're just look at you just being a little goob. That's so silly. Um, but then like people also act that way. So you're like, oh man, what a goober over there. That's a little goober, dude. Like Dave Tavenall, goober. Love him, goober. He's a goober. Like every time I talk to him, we're just we're both just goobing out, you know? Goobing out, so huh?
2: Goobing out. Goobin
3: out. Yeah, absolutely. But also like when someone's like, hey, don't be a goober. That was silly. Don't be a goober. You know what I mean? I don't like to use negative self-talk. That's really where it came from. Is I stopped using negative self-talk. So I like to say
1: things like, "That was silly. That was a goober move. That was a little, that was silly little guy right there. We can just move past it."
2: <laughs> Moving on past Kyle, you're clicking away over there. Yeah, what, are you, yeah. what are you lining up for
0: um, us? No, I'm just trying to find the machine Olympics. If they had a picture of it.
2: Oh, okay. I see.
0: Yeah.
1: Last year, they had uh,
2: machines that were set up like little chainsaws.
1: It's cute.
2: And, it, you know, I think it was successful, but I think.
1: They're still little delicate machines,
2: right? So when you manhandle a little delicate machine, what do you think happens? That doesn't machine very long. Sure. So last year, a lot of them broke on the chainsaw, but the, mach- the machine races that was pretty epic there were
3: how does that work I'm thinking like the little chicken toys that are like is that, are
2: well about? kind of there was like a track okay. ch- ch- like it was either four or six lanes I think it was four lanes so it's like a four-lane track and there's like barriers in between the lanes and uh, the machines are on clipboards and they just turn them on at full bore and see which ones travel down the track the fastest
3: See, that's goober shit. <laughs> the people who
2: started this, goober shit. And the thing is, they're all like expert <laughs> machine builders too. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Derb goober.
3: You know what best I mean? Nerds.
2: I
1: goober. Just, yeah. the best nerds. Yeah. Oh, best people here are Here we goobers. go. I found it. Uh, so excited. <laughs> Stop it. <But> yeah, <laughs> they brought in the
2: torch. This is wonderful. See, I do remember some things. I draw a blank on names today, apparently, but uh, I don't remember how many lanes there were. Blindfolded machine building. Oh, all right. That's Kyle, cool. what do you think of this now? I appreciate it. Did you understand what was going on last year at all, though? A little bit. Yeah. We'll get I to had that.
0: like a slight base understanding of how it worked. It was more so like the nuances and like smaller details that I was trying to understand.
2: But to do it blindfolded?
0: Very hard.
1: Second nature. And
2: tune them up blindfolded, all the things. I don't think I could I don't know. There there, I don't know. There are definitely some things I think I could do blindfolded, but that it's not it, that is too many little baby steps
0: grabbing the wrong
1: washer. Chris DeWitt, first place.
2: He's from uh, Riot Inc. here in Ohio. Columbus. Okay. North of Columbus. Powell, I think. Something like that. One of the up north ends of town. Um. So another show that happened recently this is the Fort Wayne Show, oh yeah, I love the Fort Wayne Show. I like it because it's not
3: there's a lot of shows that I like because it's really busy and loud and it's like a little overstimulating and it's super fun sometimes. but I like to go to shows often, and I think that sometimes that can be a little overstimulating and this show is like really good quality, um but it's just chill like everyone's just there to like do their thing and just hang out and I really appreciate that. Dave Tavanall did a lot of the work like the artwork, like that little guy right there um it was really fun. This is the second year I've gone just to hang out at it. And I definitely want to work it uh, next year. Uh, I think it's, it's cool. It's a little, it's a little like slower, like I said, but mm-hmm. it's like in a good way. Not so crazy busy, Like a
2: deliberate.
3: Yeah. Like Jeff got a couple of walk-ups,
2: walk up of slower. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I really liked
0: it. Tattoo of the day. On Sunday. <laughs> nice. Is
2: that Dave Grohl? It's gotta be ever long for sure. <laughs> All right. I approve this message.
1: There you go. <laughs> so uh, the other two tattoo of the days were uh, Jeff and then uh, the second day
3: was uh, Jeff and flip shades.
1: Nice. Yeah.
3: I did a piece on my friend, Ash. He's another tattoo artist that was there.
2: It's so crazy. I feel like the last few years, it's you just hear Jeff's name everywhere I all know. of a sudden. I mean, Maybe maybe just we fell in love with the indie Expo fell in love, we fell
3: in love with the indie Expo. I ran up behind him when he was getting coffee first thing in the morning, and I said, uh hey man do those do those hurt <clears throat> And he turned around really annoyed, and I was like, <laughs> and he was like, what? I was like, I just want to get coffee, man, and then we just became homies, and I chased him around and bother him at his home now you bother him
2: <laughs> you bother him and get him to bless you with with all the weird art yeah
3: super weird oh, yeah. laser my back off so him and caitlin can do my back Nice. he was like we got to do it laser it off <laughs> we're about to start my uh, abdomen down to my lady bits so man it's wild a- I want we've to be all had
2: many we've had many yes. a conversation. I need to do it while I'm bold. This.
3: While I'm bold and young. And I think it's gonna get uh, worse. I so I just want to get gonna come all me. of them out of the way now. I got my boobs done already. Just get all the bad areas out of the way. About to get my armpits, you know, and do all the things, the bad ones. And then I'll also
1: have easy dudes. I'll be like, all right, I guess you can tattoo my thigh, you know. I'm cool with that. Also, I'm just kind of obsessed with collecting from Jeff now. Jeff and Kate, everyone from Golden Yeti, really.
3: They just are a really good experience while I'm getting tattooed. I hate being tattooed. It hurts really bad. <laughs> but they make it really fun. And they're like, they work on out you just like in and like all the way in right away. Don't mess around. Yeah. I appreciate that. (laughs)
2: That's one of the things like I can dilly dally and I can kill all the time in the Mm -hmm. world, but once we like sit down and that needle goes in skin, I am like very business, very, but like when we take a break and I encourage my clients to do this too, like completely relax, Relax, let your your body have a break, Mm -hmm. let that anxiety kind of work itself out. Or just like, I call it coming back to center. Like when I'm really into a, an intense, painful session, like Sometimes that break, I need to like literally just like sit on the ground and reground and recenter myself yeah. and like have that pep talk. Like, it's gonna be worth it. You know, I can I mean? take my
3: alone moment in those like when it's like really overstimulating. So like, I like having those breaks where we take a second. I don't usually get that luxury because I like to be tattooed during conventions. By Jeff. Yeah. Um. So he's like, he says that I have five minutes of smoke a blunt because he knows I'm gonna take fifteen. So he's gonna he cut it us down to it. two.
2: He's gonna be like, You can go take two puffs.
3: Yeah, two I did take like three breaks during Hell City on my first day. I was like, Oh, God,
2: we know this lady. Uh, it is me. It's so funny. I was sitting and I was scrolling on Instagram, <laughs> killing time, and I scroll past this little duder and I was like, Oh man, Maddie would love that guy so much. Let's take a moment. And then I like <laughs> look closer and I'm like,
3: Oh, that's Maddie. <laughs> I, mean, I, have to, I have to take a drink really quick because I have to talk about this. Now. Yeah,
2: this is the exact photo I was talking about. I'm scrolling it's along, scrolling along. I'm like, oh, man, that's Maddie all day. Okay, and then I slide to the next photo. And I was like, was oh, Maddie hey, Maddie.
3: So <laughs> take a moment about the uh the big balls that are bigger than his face. And his little tootsies caught on the ball sack. He's a tanuki. He's a river otter tanuki. Um, my partner's favorite animal. <laughs> is a river otter so i wanted to get a river otter for him and jeff killed it and he made his so originally jeff showed me this drawing at hell city while they're destroying my arm and i thought i was never gonna get tattooed ever again he was like look at this little guy and his his little peeper just bobbed up to the top of the water (laughs) like in the bathtub it just bobs up to the top (laughs) and that's what he did and that was his inspiration so i'm in love with him eating his little ramen
1: I just want to um, show you something. Jeff's not allowed to put any others.
3: more penises on me, though. He has put two of them on me now, and I think we're, I think that's our cap on that. He changed it up because he knew that it was going to be on me, so he made it a little bit, <laughs> oh, stop it. Listen, Harry's trying to be best friends with that man. They just exchanged phone numbers to go get uh, meatloaf sandwiches together. <laughs>
2: ben is saved in my phone as Otterpaw. I was just showing that. I'm obsessed. Oh that uh otters seem to be a running theme through our friend group yep they are pretty stinking cool <laughs> they are everybody's got like their own reason to be attached to them too but Terry guy- told me his
3: favorite reason the reason he got it he's like the reason that otters are my favorite animal and river otter specifically is because in my lifetime i'll be able to see one and i was like that's a very realistic goal of you <laughs> <laughs> do you so guys go do you go kayaking no, I love kayaking. He's not gone with me, but he has taken me to a river otter, like, like sanctuary where we get to like, hold them. He damn near was in tears showing me this video of this river otter sanctuary. He was like, this is a thing we can do. I'm just saying like, you'll see him around here. <laughs> I know that's like, why he's from Ohio.
1: Been, no, He's like- from
3: Ohio. That's why he chose it. He's like, because they're in Ohio and I'll probably see one in my lifetime. Right. But so- <laughs> like,
2: if we just went kayaking to some of the places I go, like, I'm not saying you see one or a family of them every time, but like every two or three you times you're going to see whole some life. If you yeah, we might casually... have to go yak in like two or three times, but like, I'm we're going to see them. Like you see them, you <laughs> see eagles, you see herons. Yeah. Like, Oh, I love you. Animals. See them,
1: mm-hmm.
2: especially like maybe not so much on the more touristy rivers, but, uh, my sister happens to be a kayaking enthusiast. So she has Which is five or it? six Brittany. She has like five or six kayaks. Um, four of them can fit inside of my van at a time and three on top just saying. So when, well, the nice thing is, is my sister has a large vehicle. I have my van, so she can drop them off at one point and I can be parked at the next. So like, there are so many slow moving rivers around here that we can just drop in anywhere. Perfect. Um, between like here and Marion, where we're both coming and going from all the time, there's several oh. points that we could drop in that are like, You know, we actually usually start and noodling upstream because the current's very slow and chill most of the time. So we noodle upstream and then when we feel like turning around, we just turn around Mm -hmm. and go back and take our time going back. But it's like slow, so slow moving that my nieces and nephew are usually like in the water playing and swimming next to the kayaks and like they'll climb onto and around us. And so like it's you know, they've been to Florida. So I think they appreciate being able to like get in the yeah, water yeah. and not have to worry about gators or right. a, like, you know, Florida stuff. Mm-hmm. Anacondas. No, no.
3: I don't think I like to play in water other places, really. Water kind of freaks me out anyway.
2: Well, but I love
3: tattooing those creepy little critters. The creepy critters? Yeah. Anything from the ocean is my favorite thing to tattoo, but I'm terrified of the ocean. So when I first started smoking. uh, I'll like It was during COVID. Mm -hmm. So all I did was watch ocean documentaries and we know way more about space than we do the ocean. And that freaks me out. Does There's lots of very weird little goobers under the ocean that I'm like, I'm not into it, but I am a little bit, but like from a distance, same thing with birds from a distance.
2: I saw this article earlier today. It was one of like one of those like long Instagram posts on one of my, I think it was like, I think it's on nerd snacks is the page that it was on. (laughs) Anyways, it's credible with a name like that. So I like it. Anyways, uh, they're kind of like rethinking gravity. Oh, because like the theory of gravity, as like we understand it and how like Einstein worked with it and all the advances, is based on a theory from like the 1640s. Mm-hmm. So we've come a long way, and we understand things a little bit differently. So there are researchers that are kind of like thinking differently yeah. about gravity, and it's potentially the 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 way to understand how like black holes work okay it's one of those if they rethink this it may try to change the way we think about a lot of things
3: well I mean we know aliens exist now so there's a lot of things that we can rethink that way too when it comes to space
2: the so I heard this theory we're yeah. jumping down a rabbit hole I'm it's sorry. not real tattoo related it's which okay. is fine I've a lot of aliens we do this
3: <laughs> not them
2: specifically but i tattoo pictures of them but i would love to tattoo an alien but this was just like one of those random like podcast reels that popped up on my instagram as i was like late night surfing trying to fall asleep and one of the theories is that like yes there are aliens and they're coming and checking up on us and da da, da. but uh the thought is what if we're a protected species so it's like they can look but don't touch We're pets or like delicate ferns that are like i don't know that's cute i I like that a lot that's a pretty optimistic way to think of it that we're a protected species but the thing is we were protected from the damage we're doing to ourselves that's the other side of the theory so like like, gosh you little silly billers it's like we're getting weeds it's like hey quit it you guys are cute but you're about to obliterate yourselves again kind of uplifting kind of not when you look yeah. at it at the bigger picture but anyways there's some cool like science thoughts yeah, going yeah. around I want to um kind of jump down the gravity rabbit hole a little bit too more too. I'd love to yeah. kind of like nerd out about that because I've yeah. always had this like sneaking suspicion that gravity doesn't work the way that we think it works like I think it's I my intuition leads me to believe that it's some other kind of force field not like static not like a magnet but like something of that nature, like some other energetic force field. And maybe that's like the consciousness, like,
1: I don't know.
2: Right. I haven't even played with chemistry in forever mm. either. Can you imagine if I was like thinking these thoughts while I was being aided by any kind of chemistry? Oof. Anyways, that was a fun rabbit I want to go down that rabbit hole some more with you when we have time.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Talking about aliens, gravity, it's physics. Nice possibilities I don't know it's all theories upon theories upon theories and that's that always fascinates me because as our understanding changes as our as our understanding changes we have to be able to like think back and readjust you know what I mean and it takes very open-minded people to do that and it's hard to like get those open minds together to really you know get the work in yeah. to like change things just because like the masses are going to believe what they already believe you know mm-hmm. but one time the world was flat some people still believe it is it's okay might be again one day maybe it, is it could be that you know maybe you know what maybe that's like the evolution maybe it's like this like if you could imagine oh, like bruh. yeah like it's like a this. it's like wah wah, wah 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 i like that idea wah, wah so it's not like this perfectly round oh, thing yeah. but like maybe that's why like global warming and things are happening because like Is this it's guy just, just hanging, hanging out he's just turn it into yeah. like a little like frisbee yeah. golf disc the froth if you will oh, yeah, froth froth disc.
3: yeah and that's clouds <laughs> all
2: right all right well i don't my intuition tells me that's not how it works <laughs> but who am I? But well, we'll give space for it. Who am I? Yeah, I'm definitely giving space for it. I'm just going off intuition here. So,
1: <laughs> you want to talk about your experiences at Fort Wayne, getting tatties Yes, please. getting tatted. Well, I always hate
3: being tattooed. Let's start there. I love the way it looks. I love the way it's done. I, I appreciate the art. And during like being tattooed, I'm always like. Uh this hurts and I'm like but I'm really sorry and I appreciate you so much and I'm sorry that I'm whining it's going to be so cool. <laughs> um Jeff is very efficient. So we got in there and we started packing all those blues and like I don't know time got away from me. <laughs> but he like it's there's so much blue in the tattoo but it doesn't look like there's too much blue and it's I don't know it's just it didn't overrun anything and I really <laughs> appreciate that. Um yeah i have a lot of pieces from him as well that i have sent over to we can show but um yeah he kind of just showed me that design at hell city we decided that we're gonna knock it out for my birthday so that's my birthday to me (laughs) uh it took us eight hours that one was my first one from
1: him uh him and caitlin caitlin to the bottom caitlin campbell look at those disgusting teeth yucky
3: just disgusting. And then the cute little carrot king. Oh, yeah.
2: Aww.
3: And they just said, uh, What's your favorite animal and your favorite food? And I was like, Okay,
2: here you go. So, <laughs> you know how um on Lilo and Stitch, Stitch is experiment 626, six, and there's like 627. Yeah. This has got to be like 624, yeah. 625, like mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Yeah, look at his little his cousin. Oh, sorry, to
2: Oh, no, you're good.
3: Um, but yeah, this guy's Benny. He's watering his house plant uh his little pot plant and he's kind of like smoking his little little joint (laughs) and then caitlin at the bottom we're gonna add to this uh it actually do like a a
1: tooth fairy alien on the inside of my arm pretty cool oh but we won a best of day for my my little river otter
2: nice yeah congratulations thank you congratulations on your award-winning collection thank you i got two (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's the man, the beauty. <laughs>
2: I love the okay, beard. It's perfect. Full glory. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I talk about Jeff a lot too every time I'm on here, I feel like because he's definitely been a big help for just the growth in my artwork. um Just me more confident in drawing and just like. I don't know, just letting my style come out instead of trying to be like so perfectionist about it.
2: Is it weird if I rest my foot on Please your chair? Please do.
3: I'm kind of like need all the way over
2: to your knee anyway. Well, we're sitting <laughs> kind of close, but I like this angle. <laughs> this isn't bad for us. It's nice. seems pretty comfortable. Yeah, You can't see the mess we have in front of us. There's no mess. We're great. Very professional. Yeah. Very <laughs> professional. Yeah. Uh, smells of fresh cabicide right here, right now. We cleaned it all. All of it. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Um it you know it's really cool when um when you like cross that threshold with your artist where as a tattooer like not only do we get to have that like connection to the artist who's giving us art and that those memories but we get to learn from the artists that we choose to work on us. Oh yeah. And I think that's where you know I think there can almost be a shamanic bond between any artist and their collector, but I feel like, especially with like somebody who is like fresh and wanting to learn and level up and like, just get all the tricks and know all the things I think getting tattooed by the people you look up to is probably the best way to like learn.
3: That's why I'm constantly Um, being
2: tattooed (laughs) every now and then I consider my tattoo collection, like my master's degree in tattooing. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I definitely choose artists who, you know, they're definitely They definitely align with like where my like imagination is. Um, like you said, they come from the same world. I feel like yeah, you yeah, had Adam work I on you the same world. Yeah. So Adam's the first artist I had that I actually like had that like oh yeah. After doing my leg, you can like if you just yeah. get a cool idea like let me know yeah like or if like. Uh, I, you know, this this body part needs tattooed. And I grew the one I trust to do it, you know, like he
3: outlined my one foot to like shin bit. And I was like, cool. Yeah. You're doing the other one now. like, we're not even done. We're nowhere near close to being done. We're doing so much on that side. And I was like, yep. Saving that side for you. So I can have Mm -hmm. little fairy boots because it was just such a cool, I hate getting tattooed. And I was a big baby and he was so great about it again, but he was just, uh, just watching him how he outlined things and like being able to stare at it now and see how he Mm -hmm. maps stuff out. And like, how he felt where things were going to go to make sure that it like laid nice. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man, it was a really cool experience. And I feel like that was something I took from that. And that was Mm -hmm. one of the reasons I want
2: to get tattooed by you.
3: And there's there's a lot of like like, super distinctive
2: tricks that I have and use every day that if it wasn't for being able to watch Adam firsthand work on me and not only like watch him do the work, which Mm -hmm. we get to see when we work on each other, but I got to watch it heal. Right. So like when you see a fresh tattoo and sometimes there's like cross hatching and needle marks in Mm -hmm. it, and you can kind of see like the, the mag marks, um, what I learned, and this was like one of many things that I learned, but one of the things that I learned was like, there's magic in the heel. Like once you like understand how these colors are going to settle as they heal and how they're going to settle with one another, they become different, new, beautiful textures, Mm -hmm. And when that new texture is cohesive and works with everything else and it's throughout the piece, it's like, okay, all right. Well, that makes perfect sense because there, you know, there were some areas where at first I thought it needed like a second pass, but once it healed, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. You wizard. I see what you did there. Um, so that's one of those things where when you, when you have somebody that you really look up to, you know, that's somebody whose work you're going to be somewhat emulating anyway, or they're somewhat in the same ballpark with right. the work you're wanting to do. Um, I feel like it, it just makes that, uh, it just makes that connection so much stronger. And then not only that connection, but the trust between the two of you, because like it does, you know, I will. Always my entire career, I'll look up to Adam. Right. No matter what my accomplishments are, what I'm doing, I'm always going to look up to him. I'm always going to be grateful because, like, not only did he give me this work, but he took the time to like share with me what he was doing and why and be like, hey, here's this new thing that I learned. And he would share new tricks that he was learning from Guy before Guy and I ever knew one another. You know, Adam was having a leg sleeve. His leg sleep done by Guy at the same time I was getting my leg sleep done by Adam. So he was like deliberately scheduling my appointments right oh, after. Also, like play around with those guy. tricks. Yes, yeah, yeah. so play around with the tricks, and then he could just like reiterate the new stuff that he learned. And you know, my leg is like a little bit more organic than a lot of Adam's work. A mm-hmm. lot of it's very robotic. It still yeah. looks like functional and alive, but my leg in particular has a lot of, uh, I, I guess the the words that I gave him at our consultation was like if you could look at like plant cells and flower cells like under an electron microscope okay. where like you lose track of whether it's plant or bone or but it, you can tell it's an organic shape and you can tell that it's growing and um it was one of those things where you know it all I wanted it to be like functional and cohesive but look like alive. So, um, I think with some of those keywords, it kind of like threw Adam into a little bit different of a realm, but you know, a lot of his paintings and stuff are that way. So, um, I think it was just kind of a, a special, uh, a special experience to like be lucky enough to collect from somebody that like, that's the kind of stuff I want to do. That's the kind of stuff I want to make. And I feel like it's so similar, like the relationship that you have with jeff and caitlin oh absolutely you know every time you come back from a trip to see them you're so excited about the new things you learned or like oh man this thing about color or you know there's always like 12 or 15 new things that you're like super stoked to share
3: my tattoos always look so much like more refined i feel like every time i go and hang out with Mm -hmm. them he unintentionally became a mentor i feel like and now i just want to collect all of his artwork and see everything i constantly look at his and kind of reference like certain things that he does. Where I'm like, Oh yeah, maybe I don't need to do such a thick line right there. I guess I could play around with it. It just maybe look at things differently.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and then just talking with him and oh, everyone at the, the shop. Adams work. that was actually the piece that inspired my leg. So I saw that and it felt very new school, but also very bio. And I had just fallen in love with bio after hell city. And I was like, listen, <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to do something. So now we're going to have all these fun little critters like that on my legs.
1: So I'm excited. I think you said this just got yeah, it just got shipped off to its new home. I'm gonna miss looking at it.
2: Super cool. Ugh. And that thing, that thing's been coming together over the last few months.
0: I'm excited to see the next one that comes in. Yeah, me
2: too. What what future projects you have coming up? I know you've talked a little bit about your future tatty ideas
3: for my, to be on myself or
2: to, to, to be on you, the oh. things that you and Jeff have been brainstorming about. Let's talk about your elaborate consultation. Now that you and Jeff have like crossed the barrier of being fully comfortable with one another, uh, <laughs>
3: how it started. Mean
2: <laughs> I mean, for the record, I crossed some weird barriers, like having to be that comfortable and open with Russ, like, and he was nothing but a pure gentleman all the time, but I'm a pretty right. modest person. So to be like, you know, I'm a tattooer. I understand how, like, I don't want to say like frustrating but it it can be frustrating like fighting moving somebody's panties up and down when you're doing a high hip piece or like you're moving their shorts or bathing suit because like not only for you as an artist is there this thing that's like obstructing your view but like it can't be comfortable for them to have their panties or shorts or whatever, sitting on the fresh tattoo and being leaned on and all of that as you're working. So like, I just made the conscious, the conscious decision that I was just going to like, you know what? It's a married man. It's nothing he hasn't seen before. I'm just going to like swallow my modesty because I want this to be the easiest for him as my artist. So you know, that, um, trust barrier was broken pretty quickly. Um, but then along with that, you know, Russ is one of those people that like deliberately teaches as much as he can with the the people that are on his team. He's always, you know, like a teacher, like, come on in here. I want you all to see this. Or, you know, he'll have like a few of the artists that he'll be like, I want to show you this. And like, for instance, for me, it was, uh, it was right after, um, uh, launch pad event. It was, uh, in downtown atlanta and then uh afterwards tofi from poland uh stayed behind and they did a oh i'm I'm combining two of two different stories (laughs) uh that was the polarizing story for my back he invited everybody in to see how he was going to lay the giant stencil because my back is symmetric and like all directions Mm. so the stencil had to be laid in one piece but it also had to fit the curves of me and like there's a lot of curves when you're going from the top of your shoulders like all the way to the bottom of the butt cheeks and then like you know there's a lot of rib uh real estate that wrapped Mm -hmm. around so like it was I learned a lot from that I treat my stencils totally different when I lay them now and they're so much more successful um but I had, I had to like consciously make the decision to swallow my modesty just for him to give that lesson. So, you know, um, but in no time, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like, when you're at like a a quality tattoo shop, like, you know, everything is done with dignity, you know, it's almost like clinical, like we've all seen the naked body parts, especially as artists. We've all had been in those weird situations where like, Oh, she flopped out, (laughs) whatever you want to imagine. That was like, yeah, go. (laughs) Okay, tuck that back in. Like, oh, or leave it out. Whatever. Why I feel comfortable with Jeff about it is just because we're
3: both so new school artists, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. All the ones I've met, I've hung out with, we're a little bit kind of teenage boys, a little bit. <laughs> no kind matter of, what your
2: gender is. Only kind of You're teenage boys. You're definitely, definitely You're kind of a teenage boy. boy.
3: Absolutely. And that's all right. I'm cool with it. But so, like, when we did my under boob, which we have a picture of that too, or a video actually. Um, we did, I'm oh, sorry, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> we did a uh, a video where we drew on the gnome originally with him like smoking a blunt and just chilling. And then we did a titty drop video where I just slammed my boob down really hard. <laughs> um, so it smushed him. And then we did the reveal was this video of me lifting him up, which this one not specifically, but like you can see his dick exploded. He's a gnome and he's exploded under my boob. And we were both just cackling dude we got a b-reel from his wife she like took a video of us um like watching <laughs> like ever slamming get, it down did and then never get made into no a reel to push him on it um but i like slammed it down and then we like immediately run over and i had his face like his sticker of his face on my boobs so it bounced and it was just jeff's face bouncing we're teenage boys so when that happened, I was like, that's hilarious. And I had told him like, cause you're in the hot tub talking about it. I was like, I always wanted to put like a squish gnome under my boob. I think that'd be hilarious. And I was like, I want you to do that. And he's like, we're doing it tomorrow. She was
2: so stoked. And when she got back, she's like, you guys, you guys want to see my dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> But he was
3: like, all right, we got to do it. And he's like, can his dick be out? I was like, absolutely. I get it. It's an underboob tattoo. That's supposed to be funny. Let's go. And my favorite part is he looks at me and he goes, I'm going to draw this stick from an angle that most people don't attempt. And I said, I love that. So it's from the underside. (laughs) We have the picture or the video. Yeah, you already did it, but it's really cute. I wish we had just like a still picture of it, but he's really cute and really shiny and hilarious. Um, But after that, I was like, I'm super comfortable with you now because he didn't make it too serious, but also was super respectful. I didn't feel like in any way we were looking at it from a sexual way. It was all just like, man, we're just bros being dudes. Just, mm-hmm. I'm just going to move your titty real quick. Like it just wasn't weird. We watched uh, the scary movie while while he did it, <laughs> nice. which was not good for me because I'm really soft already getting <laughs> tattooed. I was like, I can't. Um, <laughs> but it was it was great. I, I'm obsessed. So now he wants to do crevice creatures. So we're going to do one on the other side. It's going to be a little pixie It's squish. But then I said, listen, ultimate crevice, we have the inside of my inner thigh, like between the, the lady bits and the, the thigh. Inner, inner thigh, the, the inner, 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 the inner. inner crevice. Okay. The inner, inner, inner unseen crevice. And we're going to, d- I was like, listen, man, because if I move my leg, that's a good, that could happen with a squish, you know, like a big, long blah. So I was like, that's awesome. It has to happen. But the issue is, is I want a full suit when I'm done. So I want everything covered. So I told him, you know, eventually I do want all of it covered, but I, I'm okay with just doing those creases because he wants to do a lot of them and have crevice creatures. He like wants to do a whole thing about it, and I'm just gonna let him do all my crevices so that he can have fun little critters because um, we're best friends. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> uh, but
3: yeah, so I was like, well, I do want it to go on to the bits, you know, and uh, he kind of just stared at me for a minute, just kind of like thinking. And I was like, you know, like, you don't have to go like, like whatever you're comfortable with. Like, it doesn't have to go all the way on, but like, you know, as far as you want to go and like, however you want to do that. And I started kind of backpedaling. Like, I wasn't sure if I made him uncomfortable, you know? And then he goes, how much of the original shape do we have to keep? <laughs> and I was like, uh, <laughs> okay. We're on the same page right now. The last uh, <laughs> consultation we had about it, he goes, how suckable does it have to be still? And I said, no teeth. It cannot be teeth at all. No, and it can't be super scary, but it can be goofy. And we can put little guys down there, whatever we want to do, but it's fine. You can go crazy. And I don't ever tell him exactly what I want. I just go, Hey, here's the world it lives in. Here's an idea of the things I like. No limits. Do what you want to do. And it always comes out great. It's the best pieces. So I just, I'm always going to do that. And I feel confident enough in his artwork. I mean, he just sharpies it on me. I feel confident enough with everything he's doing and the work that he's done and the work he's done on me that like. I don't feel weird about that. Like he told me, I'm going to draw it onto some panties so you can wear it around a little bit and see if you like it. <laughs> but he messaged me right after my thigh and he was like, all right, let's do, uh, what are we doing next? I want to get started on the next project. He's like, you getting my back lasered. Like, what are we, where are we at? I was like, well, I do want to do my stomach because I have never felt comfortable with my stomach. And I don't think it's the, like, weight necessarily it's just a big large fleshy bit that I have to look at it like just hangs out like all my clothes just white stark white belly and I just am not into it so I do want to get my stomach done and that's a perfect segue into the lady bits that he's already wanting to do so I think we're probably going to start lower tummy lady bits
2: crazy i want to get it done i just want it to be done crazy i would never discourage anybody from doing it but however I know that he will really. be
3: there he said we can do as many sessions as you want we can take as many breaks as much back team. like i know this is going to be sucky but like it's going to be really cool when it's done so we both have that mentality of like this is going to fucking suck you know that i'm not going to sit I-, I can't guarantee that it's going to be amazing i'm not going to need a couple minutes especially in like the inner bits i've been waxed before it's not comfortable. So i we're definitely going to use numbing cream and whatever. And normally I don't use any numbing cream. In reality, I don't think it it would hurt worse than being waxed. Bro, uh, maybe because I feel like getting waxed does feel very similar, but that like inner crevice bit that he's going to be full saturating. That was, it's never fun to get waxed. So I don't know that I'm going to love that, but I mean, yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm very excited. I'm going to wish you luck when the time comes. Yeah. His wife said he'd wish you to hold my hand. (laughs) So it's I've good, got a support know,
2: system, you know, that is, that is an important factor. Yeah.
3: yeah. She was like, I got you. Well, she, she was taking the, the viewer, like I said, of me dropping my titty and then us both laughing about it. It's like the funniest video. I love her more than most people. I think <laughs> she's one of my favorites. Um, she actually does some tattoo stuff that I could talk about. Um, she actually does um, like, she's like an assistant. And because of all the different shows that Jeff goes to, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy for her to like add another artist to that list to send stuff in and be able to get into shows and just have somebody who like runs your books also she sets up your uh hotels with like for when you're going to get there like she does the whole thing for you your
2: travel agent
3: absolutely yeah and it's like a monthly like thing i think or something like that i'll to send you all of her information about it but um yeah amanda bernard yeah (laughs) but she uh she's great i think eventually i'm gonna have her help me because there's certain like uh like big shows like if I wanted to go to Italy or something I have big anxiety about trying to like make sure I'm in the right spot and they've already been there they already go to that show so Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be hard for me and I'd I'd have somebody there it's really cool they're just a great family oh and then Talon is their son and we have to talk about him because he shows up to every convention and he is like he's that dude he plays Uno with me the whole time I get tattooed on my phone yes and he's uh he's gonna be an artist when he grows up I think I'm pushing it
2: I was just, just going to say, it's it's wonderful to travel with other people who are traveled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love traveling with somebody who's tra- like, I've traveled a lot, but I love traveling with somebody who's traveled a lot more than me because right. I can just like, um, go on autopilot. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to follow their intuition. Like I'm going to pay attention because like, you know, sometimes like you could miss a sign or right. something like that. But like, usually it's like, okay, what's the plan? All right. I'm following Whoa, you. You're leaving. What are you looking for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like, I don't think that I can, I can handle kinda, this going
3: without somebody it's who almost is almost like
2: smart. I can co-pilot. I can, I can just like, even though I'm totally fine to figure things out on my own, it's nice when I can just like, oh, you've been to this airport before. Cool. I'll just follow you. Cause I am not going to waste my time <laughs> figuring it out. If you already know. <laughs>
3: Have you seen the TikToks? This is a, this, this goes like, so there's those people. So it's like the person that knows and then you're the co-pilot. Right. And then there's like, the person in the backseat. Right. Have you seen those TikToks where it's the girl that's like, uh, me and autopilot at the airport because my husband knows exactly where we're going <laughs> and I don't have to think right now. I do sometimes maybe default there, but it's because I'm just living in a little world in my noggin all the time.
2: I have to come back down. I'm always just kind of like goobing out. I, I joked around back. recently that uh, it's nice when I can turn off my critical thinking. <laughs> like, oh, I don't have to do that part of the, Oh yeah. It's nice. here. Right, <laughs> i'm like let's roll along for the ride <laughs> let's count floor tiles let's take note of what color changes the mood as we transcend let's take a through look at this corridor.
0: corridor my uh, <laughs> my go-to is counting the amount of holes in the ceiling oh wow off ceilings That's a good one yeah.
2: i count my steps sometimes when i'm just like lollygagging yeah. <laughs> i
0: like it the opposite I like of stressing
2: think... i'm like La, da, 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 da. i like a default oh, more it. than That's
3: that right. where you're just kind of like walking around and you're like man that's a cool idea. Like that's where I start to think about making paintings and stuff. Was when I was at the grocery store and I was kind of like, yeah, that's going to be kind of cool. That's a funny-looking cheese. What if I did that with that? You know? That's where I'm at. I'm not really like counting anything or worried about much. I'm kind of like, that's a silly-looking grapefruit.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> like
2: <laughs> at the airport you'll see like the random uh, de- like uh, vending machines it's like, "Huh, you can get JBLs from a vending machine." Who do. Nice, sick. Yeah, I'm gonna go get them. <laughs> go a little further. I'm gonna buy them. I'm gonna see how they are. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, there's a makeup vending machine. I found that last time. I was like,
2: that's silly. I love it. Yeah. So that's the nice thing about traveling with somebody like knows where they're going, what they're doing. Yeah. yeah like, how do I read this boarding pass? What? I'll just follow you. We're on. Mm-hmm. We're on the same flight. I'll just. I always you. do the
3: thing where I'm like, okay, I have to immediately find where I'm supposed to be because I'm so stressed and I've already like taken the edible. I need to make sure that I'm at the gate and ready to go. So I just want to draw and sit there.
2: I, so (laughs) whenever I fly, I try not to fly on an empty stomach, but like, I'm not a person that eats breakfast really early in the day. Like Mm -hmm. usually I make my smoothie at like 11 o'clock or noon and that's kind of breakfast. I don't, really have an appetite before that. And it like, that's usually right. But Anyways, I also get motion sickness and I'm the person that gets car sick. If I look at my phone twice, or if I'm in the back seat or somebody hits the brakes a little too hard and my anxiety goes through the roof, uh, I get car sick. I get motion sickness. So I got to have like just the right amount and just the, and I like to like you know, I'm a little bit of a procrastinator, but when I travel, I actually like to lo- lollygag. I don't like to rush. I like to be early enough that I can just him haul my way and like... I like hem haul That's a good word. Yeah. I like to him yeah. haul like in the right direction, mm-hmm. like, you know, productively lollygag. Mm-hmm.
3: Lollygag is one of the words that I use to describe myself a lot. That's the lollygagger.
2: Yeah. 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 I do like to like just take or my no, time no, to dilly get Dilly-dally. That's the one I'll say. Dilly-dally. But I like to... <laughs> That that's my biggest challenge is finding the right thing to eat in whatever airport Mm -hmm. I'm at. That like, okay, this is if I get queasy, this will be fine. I don't want to actually like get nauseous. I can't
3: eat before at all. I just do an edible and I it doesn't happen
2: every time I feel a little gummy. Just there's a possibility (laughs) that it could. I just always am nauseous. That's just
3: not something that I'm trying to play around with. Now, the last time I went on a plane, I don't drink ever, but I was peer pressured and I did drink drinking on a plane i drank a lot of little wines um i kept hopping seats
2: definitely I had a drink on the plane i've never gotten drunk on a plane listen it doesn't take much for me so i was oh, like, like three of these. <laughs> and then i was just kind of like bouncing seats and like you
3: can't do that and i was like okay well i have to get back up to go the other one so is it not safe you know
2: like <laughs> you're that that pass a little bit when I was future. drinking,
3: I don't normally, I'm usually chilling being, I'm just chili beans, have my little edible, listen to my, my podcast I downloaded.
2: So there, I, I, do we want to talk about Jeff and Caitlin? Some more? Yes,
1: please. Always. What do you want to talk about? Um, Tell me more. Let me think. Um, <laughs> oh, I know they're about to travel. They're going to a
3: convention. Where are them
2: going?
1: Let me look real quick. Oh, his wife posted it and he didn't because that makes sense to my brain. Okay.
3: She
2: Impressed. keeps everyone go go, updated. go, go, go,
1: go, go. go go stop, on. On.
2: No pressure. No pressure. No <laughs> pressure.
3: Oh, man. She posted it and now it's gone. So sorry, I lied to you. You can't know. Wish wish you could. They she do hit a go. lot of
2: shows, though. I think it... I don't want
3: to
1: say the wrong thing. Oops, sorry, friend. I think she said california but i might be wrong hmm. uh, they're just in salem they were visiting gabe nice mm-hmm. nice Ooh. gabe Let's Londis.
3: Mm-hmm. i'm trying to do a little trip there
2: at some point
1: nice yeah um
2: i love whenever i run into gabe and leanne they're just so sweet i got to leanne see them at gave me tequila every time <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. I like. She's fun. I love. She's the, persuasive. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, come on, it'll just, it'll just get you drunk.
3: Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Her and Danny were bad influences at Fort Wayne.
2: <laughs> Hell, city. Every year, they always get us out in <laughs> Phoenix. Uh,
1: Tequila. Um, I will never drink in front of this group ever. And it's not because I like actors or I'm just real silly.
3: And It is just too much. I just don't need it. It's too much. Do you get silly? I'm already goofy. I don't need that. Hmm. Mm -mm. I just act like I'm I'm very like,
2: you're so beautiful. And I just act really goofy.
1: I'm trying to imagine.
2: Hmm. Have I been drunk? And I don't know. Well, there was the one time that wasn't around a work group, though. There was one Mm -hmm. time earlier this year that I really hurt myself by accident with tequila. Oh, no, it was. That's a rough next day. I embarrass it's myself rough. sober in front of Derb. I don't need to <laughs> drink <laughs> at all. But before that, I can't remember the last time that I got drunk drunk. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I don't I, like it. I smoke. That's my yeah. thing. I do the the reefers. I don't really I mean I have liquor at my house I have like a nice little whiskey collection I've got tequila a couple different varieties oh I I've collect got, alcohol I have I've lots of really vodka. expensive whiskey I just yeah. don't drink at all I, I got a mocktail we went to other worlds I got some like craft beers and ciders that are in my little wine cellar that I need to throw out because they've been in there for like two and a half years like those I, love even craft beers. Good <laughs> beer
3: I don't really drink it's not, like it's not my thing but like that's whiskey and beer an are the two that in. all, we have lots of fancy whiskey from like, we go to um, whiskey festivals and stuff sometimes.
2: I have this bottle of Blanton's that I've been like sipping on for like literally a few years. And there's like just a tiny bit left, like maybe two shots. I don't know if I'm going to finish it anytime soon, but it would make a cool little enclosed terrarium with maybe Cute. like some snails and water plants. And I have had the idea. I just need to make it happen. You like in terrariums. Can yeah. you help me build one? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> maybe we can do a, a segment on building terrariums this is artsy you know i feel like this topic <laughs> comes up in conversation back when jordan got his saltwater tank we mm-hmm. talked and the the fish tank was the backdrop for a while for mm-hmm. one of our camera angles like i'd get lost like while we were live watching the uh like watching the coral reef as it was growing his corals are so cool little, uh oh. all the conch the little foot come out and his little googly eyes <laughs>
0: takes me back a little shrimp
2: yeah one of my shrimp. tanks i'm down to two fish in one of my tanks so i can put some other little uh spooling fish in there i need to go check out some of the fish stores it's only a five gallon so it's a little it's a little pipsqueak of a tank so you know but it's super well planted like to the point where like I just feed them because like, oh, I feel like I should feed you, but everything's so well balanced and there's so much plant life in there really and everything's cycling so cool. through. Like, um, I don't, the water stays balanced. Like all I do is add water to them. So they're like almost self-sustaining, which is a pretty cool little, yeah. How long have you nerdy had it? milestone? Oh, uh, like three years. That's cool. So they're, they're nerdy, fun, little, like achievements but the one that's in the water bottle that's probably my favorite one that like you shouldn't be able to have a fish tank with like a one inch opening and an enclosed bottle and that one's pretty awesome it's got two little schools of fish in it that's two cool. different kinds of tetras and this amazon sword that's like on its third cycle so it'll grow big and tall and like completely fill the jar up and the jar is like green and glowing because i have a light on it all the time and then those leaves slowly like you know, use up their chlorophyll and they turn and they gradually turn into these lace leaves. And I watch my little snails just break those Jeez. down. And then you see all the new leaves growing up. And each time, like the new leaves, there's like twice as many. So I do notice that this time they're growing a little bit slower, but maybe that's because. Should I add a couple more fish? Yes. Oh, <laughs> fish?
3: oh I it's also just six remembered six I like got high right. segues and forgot about my what we're actually even doing on my belly. and. We didn't even talk about what I was actually going to even do on it. Oh, well, tell us. Yeah. I just forgot. And I was like, just do you do And Okay. So I just told him enchanted themed enchanted forest. The last time we talked, he said he was thinking glowy mushrooms. And then we had to have the conversation of like, cause you have to think about things when you put them on a lady bit, you know what I mean? Like not just everything can go there. And I was like, let's stay away from certain colors of glowing mushrooms. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to look like I have something. I want it to be cute.
2: Not, not green. No. Like maybe like purple, yeah,
3: maybe maybe not so much blood. Lots of blue, bright purple,
2: blue, (laughs) purple, blue.
3: I don't necessarily want to be all blue though, because that's another joke, and I just don't need that either. Like I'm just trying to be safe.
2: You know what I mean? Purple, (laughs) teal, purple, just purple. Probably
0: pink and purple.
3: I don't know, man. We have lots of purples. I think he's just gonna—he's always a green guy. Green in that fucking tropical teal. It's tropical teal is gonna be in there for sure. Bermuda. Blue. It's tropical teal. Every time he says, "Make the hand bigger," at tropical teal. And That's like I have it. Or uh, we have one of the pictures or the the tattoos I did. It's my little gremlins guy, and um, he. I made his hand one hand bigger and put tropical teal. I went and bought tropical teal to do it, just so I could post about how you make one hand bigger and add tropical teal to make your tattoo perfect. He says it all the time. It's any the way. Uh, me and Amanda were joking about it in the comments. but like one of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> No, this make I the hand bigger the and add tropical teal <laughs> I did it but added it my way I made it like a hazy glowy guy
1: mm-hmm. yes ma'am <laughs> so fun Looking
2: good. I love that guy thank you uh gremlins was one of those uh coming up when I was a little kid that was the you know
1: you never get your mag wet after midnight They're a so where cute. they fall in the swimming pool.
3: Mm-hmm. And just like. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And then um, because I did that one, I also right after drew up a little slimer.
2: I did that on Jess's knee.
0: Jess to is, stick getting with the she is getting tatted lately. She
2: is. We're going to. I shared some work of her other project. Did you share your slimer? Yeah, cool. yeah
3: right there. Cool. Um, my little goober on her knee.
2: So when she bends her knee, it makes his belly real fat.
1: <laughs> it's so cute.
2: Later on, we'll share um, what Amber Joy and I started oh, yeah. on. I've got it loaded release. up. If you want, yeah, to yeah. let's. Uh, talk we, about it now. we can jump
0: into it now if you want. Mm-hmm. Since we're talking about Jess's so collection.
2: Yep. So she looks. So this is now. true. Ta- the true tattoo supply manager. So she's like a super passionate collector, not a tattooer, but like she's been around it enough that she knows just as much as most tattooers. Um. She's going hard in the paint. Mm -hmm. I lost track of how many hours we were working on her but we're looking at one more session and this will be finished so we're two sessions in yep (coughs) this is really a cool project I you know I always wanted to work with Amber because she does uh like these fantasy portraits and I do fantasy landscapes yeah and I just always thought it was like the perfect mix of imaginations like same realm different like concentrating on different parts of that realm yeah so anyways kyle
1: has
0: an so announcement apprentice. i'm apprenticing
2: <laughs> uh he kyle used to always get introduced as the apprentice hopeful <laughs> on all the That's reinventing so shows yeah. and networks kyle the, so i've stepped up in life the apprentice hopeful so do you want to talk a little bit about what you've been doing? What, what's the apprenticeship entails so far?
0: It has been a lot of like hand movements, training with that, lots of like circles and lines, pulling straight lines and everything, um, tracing some flashbooks, doing some research on tattoo history. Uh, we did coil machines today, breaking them down, rebuilding them. So
2: do you know how few Young tattooers know anything about foil machines?
0: I heard a lot of them don't know anything.
2: A lot of them don't. And the funny thing is, is most tattooers that have been tattooing forever don't know anything about rotary machines. Isn't that funny?
0: We're supposed to break down a rotary machine as well and take that apart. So Good. I'll I'm excited both. about that. Yeah, me too.
2: Because then when I talk like nerdery about like the specific features of the cams <laughs> and like the little drives, you're going to know what I'm talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. I like,
2: think it's pretty... It gets pretty nerdy when you start looking at like micro engineering like that. Not that it's micro micro, but these teeny tiny parts that like you look at the whole thing assembled and you don't think of like the little subtle nuances of how like tiny adjustments and certain just shape changes will totally change the way the needle travels.
0: I don't know. Here, I'll, put, I'll cool. send over it's some pictures cool and about. videos to pull up.
1: Aww, you
3: got pictures. Also, um, you should maybe post some of those recipes for your autoclaves.
0: I do have to take a picture of that.
3: (laughs) I screenshoted it. I sent it to my uh, piercer friend. (laughs) He found a a cookbook recipe book for autoclaves.
2: That's pretty awesome. I mean, it is a pressure cooker. That's essentially (laughs) what it is. It's just a pressure cooker with precision gauges to make sure it's like pulling things to the exact temperature. Like if you look at like a kitchen pressure cooker, it's identical, but it doesn't have the same readings on it.
1: It's
0: nuts. Here we go. I know. So the pressure pressure. cooker recipes came out of one of these books, Machine Gun. The really cool thing about apprenticing under Derb is that he's got a lot of history and knowledge and books. You know, he's got the massive bookshelf. So he's got a lot of really cool stuff in there to kind of look at and learn
2: from. Pretty crazy. We talk about Durb a lot on the show just because I think we all like, you know, collectively look up to him, um, but it is really cool that like, you know, as well as like videoing everything and being the guy to be like, let's take a selfie, let's take a group photo, let's get a video of this and um, it is cool that he does that for social media but the thing about derb is he's like a living historian Mm -hmm. he's been documenting his whole career this whole time he has all of his pictures on hard drives like he's not one to like well memory's full delete that like he has cataloged everything um and he has amassed what is probably one of the larger like tattoo book collections around um, in Derb's room where his workstation is, there's uh, this cabinet that's probably eight feet tall that is three and a half feet wide, maybe that is filled floor to mm-hmm. ceiling with books, like to the point that it's like the heaviest thing in the room. It's, He's giving yeah. me a
0: couple books too, and like giving me a real stern look. like you better not you better not fuck with these. <laughs> so like some, these there's, ones there's, right yeah, <laughs> this was one of them. I got the same look that I got from um when he gave me the Ed Hardy flashbook you that's I'm, so crazy that's i'm what what telling wearing, you how bro. special this is <laughs>
2: yeah uh, i'm handing you
3: i'm so excited the grail. Your, your apprenticeship's gonna be so amazing like
0: i'll show a couple exercise yeah. sheets i've been working on you've
1: been putting in a lot of work
2: getting there isn't it crazy how like when you're doing exercises like that, you can flip back maybe a week or two and you mm-hmm. can see when you look back at what you were doing for those warm ups and exercises, you can see like your hand was not as smooth. You didn't, you hadn't started developing that muscle memory, but once you flip forward a few pages and progress a few weeks, everything starts becoming smoother
0: mm-hmm. and more consistent. And I've been doing like four five sometimes up to seven in a day, That's yep. just sheets of this.
2: So- you start becoming familiar with the hand speed. One of the things that I think of when I'm running a line, because if you think of making a perfect circle, you're going to psych yourself out and you're going to screw it up. If you think of making a perfectly straight line, you're going to psych yourself up out and screw it up. If you need to make a perfect 90 degree angle, you're going to psych yourself out and screw it up. So for me, I think about making it gracefully, like there's this rhythm of your body. And like, as you like, just take a deep breath and then you move your hands, sometimes there's just this grace in the movement. And if you can work with that grace and flow,
0: grace is sometimes more important than straight. That's uh, that's what I've been saying a lot doing these is I have that in the back of my mind always. And just like saying to myself, like graceful and confident is what it needs to be.
2: That's always what I tell people
3: too. When they ask about my line work, it's like, I just go in very confidently. Like I'm not trying to do that line more than one time. So I'm going into it. Like this is how that goes. I know, made this line. I drew it the first time. I, love I know that how you it just
2: works. said that because if you don't go in confidently, you have to make the line and then you have to make the line mm-hmm. again. And what does that cause pain two yeah. times? Why do you want to hurt your client twice? Like just if it belongs there put it there. And that's the same thing with like color packing, shading, any of those things. Like if you're doing it, do it confidently, get it in and move on.
3: Yeah. Don't go in like, okay, maybe I have to smooth this out later. So I don't want to go too hard. No, be like, I made this line. I already know how it goes. And even if it's a little bit off that path, it's fine. Because this applies to, line. to painting moving.
2: any other kind yeah, of art. I pin my, striping.
3: Like, my stencil is just a guide for me. It's to let me know where things need to go. I know how to make those smooth curves because I just feel it. So sometimes they don't line up exactly with mm-hmm. that one line I have, or sometimes they're perfect right on them, but it's a smooth, consistent line all the way through because I'm not stressed out about that. I just know how it needs to move with it. Mm-hmm. So I think that helps a lot.
0: Yep, I've also got this cool time lapse from this morning of taking apart and rebuilding the machine. I'm so excited that you're documenting so much of this.
2: Kyle,
3: can we, we take a second start- and talk about your like schedule? Like what time you get up in the morning to do art and like work on this on top of working and like, and then like while you're at work, sometimes you do all this other apprentice, like you're, you're putting in all of the work, like you're in, you're in a great spot. And I feel like some like that might be like you know this this isn't an apprenticing studio you're in an amazing spot where you don't have to worry about all the you know the I'm gonna be mean to you and break you down you're just here to learn but you're putting in all of the work you're putting in just as much like time and energy as an artist that's going through all of that except for you're applying it to your career and it's just really inspiring it makes me think about that like oh man like I don't want to draw this tonight like me and Kyle what I already drew it last week. <laughs> I better get in there and start drawing. Like you're you're putting in great work and you're gonna be an amazing artist. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Kyle, we need to sit and start learning these two cameras together side by side. We need to start figuring out some of these features. Cause you could have shot that in 4K, buddy.
0: With that camera hey, man, that's shining at, on
2: your beautiful face right this was, here. This was
0: at eight in the morning, okay?
2: I'm just saying <laughs> it for it should be a, a goal that we work into together is learning these cameras because there's a lot of really cool things that they're capable of and we both could use those things. Yeah. And you know, from looking at the catalog of knowledge that Durb has amassed his whole career, like look at the opportunity you have you can not only save the books and take the photos and videos, but like you can take them in real time and actually like make a documentary if you want, like, like if you get good quality footage, there's like endless possibilities of what you could do with it. Yeah. I'm
3: really excited for
0: you. Thanks. I'm Mm -hmm. excited too.
2: Yep, congratulations! I'm glad we finally got to like make the announcement on air. I wanted to say something as soon as I heard it, but I was like, oh, I can't say anything. That's Kyle's announcement. It's not been mine.
0: going on for like a month and a half, so it's yeah. been silent for a bit.
2: But now you're getting like you're already playing with machines. It's not going to be long that you will be tattooing pigs. Pete, do you know where to get any? I have some already. You have some already. Yeah. If you need more, there's some at the Hood Save a Lot near my house. Okay, they're like three bucks a pack. Gotcha. I think it was like three twenty-seven. And 319 or something like that but there were three
0: of them i got so, a, yeah i got a three of them from mike so okay. they're chilling in my freezer nice so if you need I've never em.
2: actively looked for pig's feet myself but i, I, I wasn't actively that. looking when i found them but remember that yeah turn <laughs> turning off the uh critical thinking yeah. just like walking around was,
3: look at these mm. little guys <laughs> i like that you logged how much they were and everything <laughs> you were very excited about these well um, have you ever heard of weird walks no. I know Like introduced Kyle to weird walks the other day Tell me. so um it's when you just start, like if you're like feeling away like anxious or just like in a funk or whatever it is not creative you have like a block you can just go for a walk until you see something weird and you're like Weird and like makes you look at things differently. You're looking for something new and like out of the norm, like the normal. And then see, sometimes you see things that are weird not of the normal, is like, but is that weird? And it kind of just like makes you look at things differently. And then it gives you something. Why is
2: that weird?
3: It exactly. makes you look at things differently. And then you can, I don't know, put it's you in a different, different
2: space, a different situation that would be normal. Yeah. So,
3: like, let's say like you're in a funk, but you're going on a weird walk and you see something really weird, and you're like, what? <laughs> That's wild. All right, well. I'm gonna go back and deal with this. Why'd I have to see that? You know,
1: and that's kind of nice sometimes. Go for a weird walk, get your head right, be creative. If you're in a funk,
2: go go on a walk, on a walk, on a walk. So, have you guys been learning? Uh, you've obviously been learning tattoo history as well, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What do you think? How? I want to think of the right way to to ask this question talk to me about how different it is to learn from one person who's dedicatedly like teaching you versus like going through the courses that you've been going through on reinventing that are intended for a, a class or intended for everybody
0: to absorb what's what's that like um i think it's nice to have like both options or like both Aspects of it, because, on the one hand, like going through reinventing and everything, I've kind of like learned a lot of like the art side of it, the technical like when it comes to the drawing parts of the design process and just like the whole spectrum of it. and then having like now like one on one instructions to like really like fine tune everything and get like the exact precise answers that I've been looking for for the information and the stuff I'm trying
1: to do. yeah. Versus Derb just
2: like. This is how to do it. Mm-hmm. Look, put your eyes on this.
3: It would have been great to have an apprenticeship like that. Like, I wish I would have been able to have something where it was like, hey, let's, like you said earlier, you know, there's so many new artists that don't know how to use a coil machine. Yeah. He I mean, a lot either, of time to, so... like, explain <laughs>
0: stuff as he's going to, he'll like, stop what he's doing a little bit to like, actually like, show me what's going on and some of the nuances behind like the microscopic note moves and marks that he's making.
2: You know. I've always been kind of like a nerd about like gadgets, like Mm -hmm. um, that kind of like tight, tiny mechanical things. It's always kind of come natural to me. Um, When I worked at a bike shop, I was always like little cassettes, small, like uh, small things that are like a small part of a big thing, but everything is like precision, you know? So I think once I started tattooing it, became very easy like when Kyle and I were talking earlier about the machine building I was like is it getting easier already and he's like oh yeah because he put it together and take it yeah. down a couple of times um and I was like it's just kind of like a radio parts isn't it you know and when you break it down we're still just working with like frequencies it's still all energy it's still that same like electric motor transfer you know you know there's magnets involved there's i don't know it's just nerdy and scratches and itch so if you but- want to teach me how to use coil machines derb said he would also but i would like to know
3: how to do it i just never was given space for that or like known how like like i got thrown into an apprenticeship that was like you're really good at drawing here's a rotary and tattoo all these people and we're going to clean up after you too because we just need you to be there to tattoo all day
0: <laughs> so then and i have I a moved couple at home more
3: you. and more to like different shops that actually wanted to teach me things like made sure that i was like good uh so
2: but i, I, still I didn't have get my foil machine upstairs you know I mean? and i also have a little adapter so that i can put any battery pack on them it was like okay. 60 bucks from workhorse irons uh, a okay. small plug uh but i think it was really worth it because i can sit and just like tinker them. sometimes like late at night when i'm here by myself i'll just like plug it in and plug the battery onto it and, zzzz, and just to have the like the nostalgia i think it'd be fun to line-, to, try to line with it i think it'd be really fun to like yeah. have that option yeah. too. Um, But the point that I was making was understanding the mechanics of your machines and understanding the basics of how they work helps you to understand how to troubleshoot if something doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? I think one of those things, like, I think a machine should be either completely sealed and never need maintenance, or if it's the kind of machine that needs maintenance, there should come like a little instruction book or a link to like here's how to tear your machine down and clean it and lube it and like help people understand the tool that they're working with. I feel like that would make so many artists life so much easier because I feel like there's like a whole generation of artists who switched to pens and rotary machines and they just like hesitantly like got one and then maybe went through two or three or four until they found one that felt good but like i think a lot of artists don't understand what like the different like stroke lengths of a machine are oh, yeah, versus, absolutely yeah you know how different uh drive systems work um how like the different cam that you know pushes the needle bar basically it, like if you don't understand how that works, you don't really understand how much time per revolution the needle spends in the skin. So it's harder to like understand on the microscopic level what you're doing to the skin. So all these mechanics sound like nerdy things and it sounds like something like, oh, it's all encased; it's it's fine. But if you actually understand how it works on like the microscopic and slow motion level, you then understand like, how far you can push it with one machine versus the other. And by push it, I mean like how many times you can saturate an area, like how many passes you can make before, like I need to hit that next session. Like if I hit that again, that's going to be overworked. And that's one of those things that varies based on how different machines work. Um, And I think that's something that it's, it's one of those things, everybody jumped into it and then out of like, I don't know if it's pride or if it's just like people get set in a rut but they never took the time to learn yeah and the information is out there um aaron williams uh at the rubber city expo like we saw two different pictures of him and i totally blanked on his name um he builds these power supplies that are very intelligent and if you just understand like the mechanics if, if you want to under the, understand the mechanics, he's got some wonderful videos out there that kind of like break things down in like super duper slow motion. He's got this, uh, crazy slow motion camera that he's caught like skin actual, or, uh, like, uh, the needles penetrating into this gelatin solution. So he's actually got slow motion video of the ink being distributed in the tiny holes oh, as, cool. as the, as the needles moving. So, you know, they're, there are things that he's learned and like helped make me aware of, and artists that are aware of this. Um, now it's easier to understand how the ink goes into the skin because in my brain, I understand better on the microscopic and like super slow motion level what I'm doing and how that ink is actually going in and how deep the needle goes versus how deep the ink actually goes kind of mind blowing. And I I know it's nerdy, but I think everybody should just take the time. Anybody who tattoos should take the time to like look into how their machines work, like how that needle travels. And you know, then I don't know. There's just if you if you nerd out and get into the microscopic mechanics, I think it just helps you understand how the trauma on the skin is actually working. So it's like mechanics and organics combined. But I don't know. It gets pretty nerdy. I think people get lost with it because it is highly technical, but I think once you understand, you can just push the skin like to the limit without making it a rough heel. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like,
3: that's kind of where I know exactly where I can, like how deep, like not deep, but like how, like I know when that line of trauma is there, which is why I try to go in first pass, boom, we're in there, but I know I'm going to wait and go back in on that another time if I need to, or I know there's like,
2: totally a level of intuition too. Yeah. Like the more you do it, the more yeah. you just know, and the more you I know, just on different feel it. skin yeah. types. Yep. And like and there is a feeling
3: you and Jordan too about how it goes into the skin definitely helped me with that, knowing when that's going to happen. Um, I know that my heels now, like people are barely even, they're like, I barely even had any flaking. Like this was super comfortable. It was really weird. There Mm -hmm. wasn't even really like the sunburn phase. And
2: and the crazy thing is, is once you figure out that perfect limit to Mm -hmm. push it to, you're not doing touch-ups for oversaturation. You've actually got just the right amount of like...
3: But- well, I was just like in kind of like default mode for what I was taught and what I was told to do. Mm-hmm. So I never really thought I was more just like, okay, here's the art. Like, this is the art part. This is what I'm focused on because for so long I was focused on like the technical part, making sure it looked good, but I was making it look good with what I had known, like how I knew how to do it mm-hmm. and not necessarily like the most efficient way or like the, the most, you know what I mean? Like, so now I have that knowledge and I can go back in and actually work with the skin. Jordan had made a comment one time about how, he goes into the skin and he was like, I thought about it one time. Like, my when I go back is not the same as when I'm going forward. He's like, So I guess I never really thought about like when I'm making like this nice little paintly like painter stroke. He's like, I never really thought about the back that I was doing. It's not the same as the forward and like, like making it the same exact the time and like a nice needle like, strike, yeah, yeah, nice rhythm that he was doing with it. I was like, Oh, yeah, that makes total sense to me.
2: Yeah you know, I made that connection when Russ was tattooing me, he was in like the kidney area and he was like drilling away. But I realized that like, if I just calmed down and let him move in like large graceful motions, I knew he was saturating efficiently, but I also like I don't know, those long, smooth strokes hurt less. They, they yeah. were like easier to wrap my head around then. And I have a tendency in the way that I work because I work in tight little details mm-hmm. and textures that like, there's no way around that short little stipply mm-hmm. kind of motion, but in large, broad areas, those confident, bold, graceful back to graceful, those confident, bold, graceful strokes, even when you're shading or color packing really are the most tolerable for your client, but they also get the most accomplished. Like when you, when you understand the right hand speed to move your, Mm -hmm. your machine and all the things It I don't know. It was a cool way to look at it. It Definitely helped me. Like I was like,
3: oh yeah, duh. Like it, it just takes that sometimes because you get so like, especially when you're taught by people who really don't care about it all that much. Mm -hmm. you know, when you care about it a lot and then just kind of not knowing where the resources are getting here, gave me the resources to actually go, Oh yeah, cool. Now I can actually look into these things and make sure that like, you know, I'm better and my clients are better. And I feel like my artwork, every time I go into it now, because of something Kyle said, Kyle looked at one of my designs. One time I was about to get into a tattoo and walked in and was like, so what are you working on in this one? Like, what's your like, what's your thing? You're working on in this one? Like,
2: what's the objective? Yeah. Kind of question? Like, what's?
3: Well, not even like just. Yeah. Like, what's like? What are tricks you are on? you
2: trying out? Yeah.
3: What tricks are you trying out? Like, what? Like, you trying to do? You know, more saturation. You playing with like some glows. You playing with like. What are you doing? And I was like, oh, blah. And it just ever since then, my tattoos were, like boom, boom. It like got me back got out of that Every time. Because now you're I'm trying like back into trick. learning. I'm like, oh, duh. I don't know why I got so just like kind of just in a funk. Not to say that my work wasn't good, but it was at the same level for a minute. And then now I feel like I'm like, okay, let me push myself a little bit on this one. I know how to do this. So let me play with that a little bit. I'm and definitely been pushing myself bit. in the direction
2: yeah. of uh, some new tricks, some more lately. I've been doing some more wigwag stuff. I love i ha- now have oh. a, um, a shared client. You, what, what with
3: Ananda too, Ananda yeah. added to our sleeve. Yeah, yep. I wanna get Lindsay all of the cool artists that I know, I want her to have those pieces on her because she's such a cool client. As soon as I met her, I was like, and she wanted to get all this work done. I was like, yes, and I want to do it, but maybe we could do collabs with people I really like too. So we could both just keep, you know, the keep upper part of this and, is going to yeah. be
2: a desert landscape it's so at beautiful. sunset. So, so skies filled with purples and blues and really rich, like hot pinks and reds. So this is, this will all just kind of fade seamlessly up. But she's really been getting tattooed a lot. Her sleeve mm-hmm. is coming along. Yeah. Um. It does kind of make sense that she wanted me to do another landscape on her now that I realize how far you guys are pushing the water scene mm-hmm. with the birds on so her I'm arm. I'm going to
3: talk to you about that too, because I want to do a collab with you. And I already collabed with Ananda on that. I'm, I'm adding another bird, but I would like maybe if you we want to play around with the background and we can sure. all collab on that together. I think that'd sure. be very cute.
2: Yeah. definitely be down if she's down she told me that she
3: wanted us to collab
2: together this is some more wigwag stuff so So what I do I'm not even going to claim that I like made this it's not even like digital stuff I uh you know if you listen to the show a lot you know that I'm a glass collector and you know a lot of my feed and a lot of the like fine art that I follow is glass blowers like not all of them are making rigs anymore necessarily like but it is pretty cool to me The other people think this stuff is cool yeah. like I like taking some of my favorite artists I'll take their photos and I'll take their posts and then I'll take them and I'll like pull them into procreate or photoshop and I'll like posterize them or I'll take them to just black and white and then I kind of manipulate those a little bit but it's kind of cool it's kind of like the same thing Cassidy Bell does with like the digital but this is organic this is like I don't know. It's like magic to me. I just it love playing so with beautiful. the glass art. I love that so many people are down for it too. Once I posted a couple of these, uh, I've had a lot of people asking about them. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. This is a that's collab that I'm so doing with beautiful. Rich Cook on our buddy Devin. Rich Cook started the lower half, and we're gonna flip-flop back and forth around the middle. And once we get into color, we will um just kind of go crazy with this this is going to be an insanely colorful piece uh, we were just concentrating on the black first it's a funny thing about um really bright colors in order for a color to look bright it's got to have equal dark next oh, to yeah. it
3: people always get so stressed out when i tack like yeah. when i like start my bright colors i do lots of like neon i want things to look really glowy and so bright yeah. but i put so much black into my tattoos people are like are you sure that we're gonna Like I want it to be neon, but it has to have that like deep shadow in there to make it. Yeah. This,
2: this sleeve is going to look insanely colorful, but in in order to achieve that, it will first be 50% Mm -hmm. black, not even 50% black and gray, but 50% black. Yep. And then when we get to the color, the color is going to go so fast and insane and it's just going to come to life like (laughs) crazy.
3: Yeah. And it's going to last forever like it's Mm because it's so packed with
2: that well rich is a saturator and i am a saturator so i know this sleeve and Devin takes care of his tattoos he's got an adam france sleeve on his other arm um i did this piece on his chest that's creeping over um, but he takes care of his tattoos and he's definitely not afraid of color. So when you're not afraid to get bright colors, but you also know to sunblock or mm-hmm. he's close enough to us that we'll yell at him if he doesn't. So he knows he's going to hear it. Like I'll lecture him like a, like a mom. If, if it's like, Hey, it looks like you're getting a nice tan from riding your mm-hmm. little motorbike around there, buddy. <laughs> and he'll be like, yeah, I gotta be better with the sunblock. It's like, yeah, it sneaks up on you. like take care of your skin. I say that Mm -hmm. to all of my people that get more sun than they should on their tatties, but trying to
3: hide from the sun all the time, honestly,
2: when I'm getting all these
3: bright pieces, I'm like, all right. When I drive,
2: I actually have like little (laughs) throw blankets that I keep in my vehicle because like, it's a good idea to have blankets in your vehicle in the winter, just in case, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, From the sun, I can lay a blanket or a hoodie over my lap so my legs don't get too (laughs) much sun. This is A-Raj. We've had Adam on the show a few times. This is his back. I think this was our third session. We probably could have kept going, but I was afraid that we covered so much ground. He was going to be miserable healing. So next session, we will start with the darker blues behind the clouds at the top, working down into what we have. And then there's going to be two red moons. So pretty cool, pretty cool. I might go in and brighten up the yellow in her uniform a little bit more too. I think that'll be about it down there. This is like the fastest back piece I've ever done, which is like awesome to accomplish that much so quickly. But like Adam's so great to see and like loves getting tattooed so much. But when I cover so much ground so quick, it's like, oh, now you're going to be gone. Yeah. He won't be gone. Adam's part of the tattoo family, Mm -hmm. man. He's here for every event that we have. Yeah.
1: Maybe one day he'll be like, hmm, maybe I should tattoo. Does he do the art things?
2: He does some art nerdy things. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. like that. Okay. Okay. I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility. But, you know, it does take a lot of time and dedication. You know, we sit here and see how much time and work Kyle's put into learning already. Even before the apprenticeship, like just showing that you wanted to do it, you were like in here every morning painting.
3: Then you go home and like relax by painting or pushing yourself to do drawing or painting challenges every single day for a month. (laughs) Like
1: put the work in. Trying to. It's going noticed for sure. Do you wanna
2: pull up some more photos of Maddie's work? Yeah. Pull up the gram. The gram, oh, Grammarino. The Graham
1: mm-hmm.
2: Oh, did you show off Eric's leg? I might've been looking down and not paying attention. I Except a heel piece I did at Indie Expo. Taken mm-hmm. by Ash. I love the boba.
3: I do. It. And then it's little guys like hiding in there, pop to enjoy, the snake's about to eat him.
2: <laughs> Every little detail, the little cross eyes on the smiley face. The bigs.
3: <laughs> I love them so much.
2: You're like this could just be a boring lid, or
3: hear me out. <laughs> I spent so long looking at like different lids and like how the ankles and stuff are. It was
1: stressing me out.
2: That looks was good though. though. Thanks. I love that in the photo, there's like this perfect swirl yeah, to the contour the snake. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, uh, <clears throat> Was that on purpose? I have no idea. Was it a happy accident? Maybe I'll Because it ask. makes the photo look pretty rad. Pretty rad. If it was on accident, cool. If it was on purpose, that's pretty We're going to say it's
1: on purpose because he's pretty thoughtful. And then we still have background to put on this. We're going to put like a spooky Halloween scene behind it
2: um like glowy pumpkins and stuff are you currently taking new clients yeah yeah how how you haven't been at red tree very long mm-hmm. yet um what is the best way for people to reach out to you if they want to get tattooed
3: um instagram or my email
1: at gmail but yeah you just what
2: kind of, of stuff like if you could put a a description of the kind of work you want to do. Like, what do you want to do more of? Like, uh, clearly, obviously, like, weird colors,
3: <laughs> bright new school, goofy little goobers. Um, and they don't always have to be like cutesy little critters. Like, we did this kind of spooky man, and we're going to add to that. We're about to put a shark on there somewhere. And um we have a bottle uh, that we're going to add with like a toxic waste plant because on the back of that is a shipwreck. And that's why this little guy looks like an oil spill oil slick octopus yeah so we played around with that a little bit and then we're going to put like a toxic spill and then have like a weird little glowy fish that has like really big eyes and looks like kind of like weird
2: fish a lot don't you
3: i really do They're i feel really...
2: like i overheard you say that the other yeah, day
3: yeah i do be like an angler fish yeah this was awesome this was four this sessions is,
2: this is coming along thank you we have a uh, i feel like white I when you dad. started it
3: yeah white highlights and get that background put in I love the
2: way you say white highlights. Oh, I don't mean to. I love it. Don't, it. don't change it. <laughs> don't change it. What highlights? <laughs> Back to the This was talk. the
3: fun. So, this was right after I hung out with Jeff and I was like, oh, cool. I'm just going to sharpie this bad boy on there. And I just, just brought out my sharpies. <laughs> and it was before I knew to use like multiple color sharpies too. I just had one sharpie, real fat boy. I was like, fish. It was very fun, and it came out great, and it made me really excited to do more Sharpie stuff. So I went and bought lots of colors of Sharpies.
2: Nice. I actually like keep an eye out, like after, like let's say Easter, or after Mm -hmm. like a holiday or whatever, like watch the end caps at the different stores while you happen to be out at like ADHDing around. Yeah. Or back Um, to school time. Yeah, shortly after back to school time. Um, but when you can find them on clearance, like when you get a pack of Sharpies that's seventy five percent off. Oh give me the rest, give them to me, give me the rest. I'll just buy, I'll take all of them. And that's, I usually once or twice a year, I do that and fill my drawer up. I'm down to like yellow. I use a lot of yellow, but I'm down to like yellow yellow and light blue. So I need to get some more. I I use yellow, pink and green. Uh, usually I start off with yellow. One of the things that I always do, almost always is I'll have my, my clients stand and then I draw a grid on them. So I've got my I vertical suggest- and horizontal and then I have them get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then I'll take my time drawing and then as I like start progressing through the colors, I'll have them stand and double check and make sure everything's still proportionate. Yeah. And, yep. But I have gradually I uh I I go from light to dark. Like sometimes it might be yellow, green, dark green, blue. That's Other times it might be yeah. like yellow, light peach, orange. Brown, mm-hmm. you know, I it's it doesn't really matter what the color it is. It's just I'm getting darker as I refine the sketch on you, and that that's the same way I would do it with a pencil drawing. Right, I would just get darker and more refined as I go. So one of the things when uh when you start like. Confidently, just like sketching on clients and letting the image emerge, pieces fit better. Mm-hmm. Your style is more a part of it. Oh, it's
3: so much easier for me to accomplish these tattoos. I think outside of these expectations that I put outside of my style, mm-hmm. where there's just certain things that I just wouldn't do, like it's really cool and I appreciate it. And like I've seen it other ways and I like it. But I feel like sometimes when I'm like I sit down and I critique myself too much, like I'm drawing and I keep messing with it, and then I'll look at it some more. And I'll be like, well, I do like when like this, this happens sometimes I'll, I'll play with that a little bit. And then I feel like when I go to get to the tattoo, sometimes I'm in a different headspace than what I was when I doodled it mm-hmm. on outside of when I could just sit there with them and be like, Hey, I'm going to draw this voodoo doll bat, which I just did on Jasmine. Um, <laughs> we're going to start on our uh, shop manager. I'm starting a underbus piece and it's a voodoo doll, like crocheted voodoo doll bat Cause she crochets, um, little guys for hell city. She has some of those, mm-hmm. um, but we did a little voodoo doll that's crocheting itself and then the hook like the crochet hook comes up here it's like the little peep that happens is the crochet hook with a little bit of yarn and then when you look at it it's this big goofy um <laughs> little critter down there <laughs> and he's uh how big is it big, big okay. when, I, when she came in i said so you know how i do big tattoos right she said yeah and i said cool <laughs> and i go how much numbing cream you put on she's like okay we went and made it a lot bigger i was <laughs> like all right and it's going down even more. So like the idea of those like chandelier pieces, people are like, just like, I'm just going to take
2: your whole torso good, while we it. Yeah. Just, it kind of just happens. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I like just get to looking at somebody, sometimes like we're doing the brainstorm and like, let's say we're doing, we're talking about like shoulder chest. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'm just like, Hmm. And you just like kind of look at the body part. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like does it have to stop there? Like could it come down it just here? Made could it to just make sense to this I you didn't go I mean?
3: into it with the intention of I have to have half her torso. No, but like I want no, to make sure that it was like appropriate to his, fit the body, is what I was, was saying. saying. I can make sure that the the details I have. I, I planned out like very intricate details since she's someone who's in the shop that I can just kind of like eat when I want. Eat, eat. I planned a lot of intricate, like there's gonna be a whole session of just putting texture in the crochet on the back. Like we're gonna do all that, and then go into the wings because it's crocheting its own wings, and then there's little uh pieces of yarn hanging off the wings, and there's uh ghost cats playing with the yarn. Her cats. I have the four cats. The whole scene. So it looks like those chandelier pieces where they have like the the rose and like the little beads that happen, and then the, the little dangles that happen down from that. But like really fun, still that, but like a little bat and his little body hanging. And, and he's a voodoo doll so his feet are like flop forward <laughs> like he doesn't really have like they're not like hung up or anything he's like Bleh. but then it's like his arms are like kind of like stuck into his body and you just kind of hold on the so i've got uh, a question
2: yeah what happens if you get a voodoo doll of somebody mm-hmm. what do you mean but you're nice to it then good things happen to it That's is that real point. yeah good thing you can it's not just about like you can put good things poking do, needles
3: through. i don't do like, can like that's a lot of work to have a voodoo doll made for you and that's just like yeah. a lot of weird that goes into that for me personally i like to have figure candles on my altar and harry and i just did a whole thing for the um like the full moon that happened on the first we did like a whole uh like communication ceremony and this whole like cool thing with our um altars and we had like there's like a sigil candle or a sigil candle um figure candle uh for like a lady and then one for a guy and we went for abundance for the like for the first Mm -hmm. so we were like all right this abundance and like friendship love happiness Mm -hmm. you know whatever abundance comes to us and we like carved little things into it and like we put the intention like our initials into it like we carved our intentions into our own if i wanted to i could have given it to harry and he could have been like love you know or he could have been like you know gets a bad rash on her butt and I don't know that I'm gonna get a bad rash on my butt that happens but I wouldn't want him to put that bad energy out there for me but we just had our own candles and then um just put our good intentions into it and like what we were wanting and then uh put them down and tied them together and lit them up and let them burn down and I read the candles in the morning and it was really cool nice yeah it was pretty fun okay but you can just be nice to it or like You know um just like like you can like pen nice notes to things like you know like put like like, write like a like really secure the back if someone really needs like to have a backbone like you know things you can put good it's all about intention if you don't put mean intention into the pokes they're not gonna be mean
2: but do you think people that want to do good intentional things think to get a voodoo doll of another person
3: i don't know (laughs) i guess it just depends on what kind of critter you are if you're like hey you know, my friend's really going through it right now. I'm going to try to put some good vibes out there for oh, Is
2: that a thing? That's got to be a
3: thing, right? Know. I'm not doing it to you. Don't worry. But like, if you want me to, I will. I will. <laughs>
2: <laughs> figure candle <for> fun. <laughs> I don't know if I need, I don't know if I'm the one that needs the candle. I
1: could can figure candle somebody. I could teach you how to figure candle. Well, hmm. I'm glad I could talk to you about that, though. It's cool. I really like it.
3: It's like not as weird as, you know, what I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't like all that weird stuff, like, It was cool that we took a moment to go, Hey, here's the goals that I'm setting for myself for this month. I'm taking a moment to acknowledge, you know, maybe faults that I have and things I need to work on. And I'm going to acknowledge it in these moments and carve these things in these moments to go, okay, this is something I'm really working on. And you're not going to write that and be like, hope, hope it happens. You're going to be like, all right, cool. You know like i'm putting that intention into it like that like strong yeah you know,
2: it's all about like the genuine yeah. intention so if it's
3: you know and and for me i feel like that intention goes further than other people think it goes and that's fine so back to but, this
2: documentary yeah. i talk about all the time by director tom shadyak <laughs> uh it's called i am and one of the things that is talked about very strongly in the movie is the power of intention yeah and then collective intention
3: I think intention is a direct pipeline to divine. I think that is and divine is intention. It's that that energy that we have that we put forth things. So if I have a good intention, so I do something for you, that's a way of me sharing. Like that was in a moment I go, wow, like I want to do this for you. So I'm sharing that with you. And sometimes that comes out when I get a physical, tangible thing, but I still put my energy into that. And I shared that with you. There's like, it goes further than that. Sometimes. Isn't it funny how, like when you
2: start being mindful of intention, you start being so much more mindful of gratitude at the same time. You know, when you start thinking about the energy you're putting out there, you then start thinking about the energy that like people are giving you, uh, not uh, that also, but like the literal energy that shines down upon you. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Once you, once you become aware of like the power that intention actually has, you become a little bit more in tune with all of the energies and the, the gratitude I think is something that's that's why, like, I think people that are really in tune are just really chill. Cause like when things get hard, they're still just like, all right, I'm still so yeah. grateful for this, this, and that does suck, but I'm still grateful I've had yeah. this, this, and this, you know? Um, I try really hard to like when I'm frustrated about something, I'll be like a first world problem. You right. know what I mean? I'll like I'll get the complaint out just to get it out or I'll like have the emotional outburst to have the emotional outburst. But then it's like first world problem. Like
3: I'm not BPP, so I have to acknowledge the intention behind it always. I have to go, okay is this, is this a, like a malicious thing that just happened or was it an accident? And it, that's like the thing that it happens really quickly in my head. Cause I do it very actively. It's like one of my things that I like need to do. So I don't spiral about like little shit. That's just not important to me anymore. So I just kind of go, okay. Like, let's say like you come in and you're like, you're, you had like a really bad day or something. Not that I've got you on a weird day where you're mean to me, but let's say you come in and you just don't say hi, you know? And I said, hi, and you didn't say hi, or you were kind of like dismissive. You know, I could look at that and be like, oh man, maybe Fawn hates me forever. And <laughs> I might think that I might ask you, if you hate me forever, but in that moment I'll be like, all right, cool. Like what was the intention behind that? Like, is she normally like that? What's her baseline? And it just kind of like happens like a flicker in my brain, but like, that's like for every situation, like, like if something like, man, this really bad thing just happened, it's like, yeah, but like, but how much energy are we going to give that for this weird
2: little blip that wasn't that big of a deal? Mm-hmm. That is one of those things that like, sometimes it's, it's hard to get into check in the moment, but you have to like get perspective and get it in check. Yeah. Like
3: intention helps me like get right to that point. And I think that's what I have to like really focus on is like, all right, cool. Where are we at with it? So I don't freak out for a minute. Let's mm-hmm. focus on something. It's like, all right, cool. This is that <laughs> just gotta get it figured out.
2: So it's funny that our conversation has like organically gone towards gratitude because it's one of those things like you write it down, you put the intention out there. Look at the next thing on the list. Gratitude to be able to collect the way that we do. Not that I've gotten tattooed recently. I need to get back on that wagon, but I'm working on being less chunky. So I have fewer square inches to be tattooed on my belly. Like,
0: (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I, I wasn't should. planning on it, but I'm going for that too. I thinned out a lot, so my ribs is a lot less to work on. <laughs>
2: so <laughs> it's like fewer square inches; it's yeah. gonna hurt less,
3: right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like on that topic, being tattooed by—is it weird again? Yeah, being tattooed by. Oh, is is um, Jeff has been really awesome for a lot of ways, like, again, making me more confident in being an artist and like, not that I wasn't confident in my art before, but like more, like more confident for sure. And you always have room to, to like grow there. I feel like talking to him, and seeing how he just like threw his stuff on there and like he just knew what it was going to be. And I I know that I can do that too. It's like it gives you permission to it's, just I do just it. was about to say that it, like for so long, it was like I had approved everyone else I knew how to draw before I put it on them. When somebody just looks do at that you and they're you know like, I can do it. Just do it. Yeah. And my, and oh, I feel thanks, like now Adam. I'm, I'm really just only doing the art I like to do because that's what I draw. So people come in, they're like, I want this. I'm like, heard. So I just draw it like that. And that's what Jeff says too. He goes, you know, most times people come in and like, what are we doing today? And he's like, and it's not that I don't care about it. It's just that like, we're going to make it that day. I'm not going to make it, you know, I'm not going to make it. And sometimes he will like draw stuff ahead that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's like, all right, let's just draw it on there. And you could just be in that space, come up with that guy together, like have that moment with your artist before your tattoo where it's like, yeah, we're supposed to start at three, but like be here all day. We're going to talk and we're going to make sure that we're making something together. We're going to mm-hmm. get that experience and make sure that we're in the same realm. So many times clients come in and like, this is what we're doing today. And then we start talking a little more. They start talking about like kind of stuff I like, you know, we're doing and what I've been doing and Mm -hmm. well, maybe I want something like that. Well, you could just pick out one of these little guys. And then we kind of just move more towards that anyway. So I feel like now I, I do just wait and just draw a day, like on the day on Mm -hmm. them. So I already know that I'm doing that anyway. I don't trace a bunch on my tablet. I'm just drawing on my tablet so I can just draw onto you. And it's just not that big of a deal to me. Like certain things, like I've done, like the other day, I added a handwriting thing. Obviously I would stencil something like that, but I just don't really do much like that anymore that I would need to have a strict stencil for bigger pieces. I like to do a loose stencil. So I know where everything needs to lay and I'm not like just going in blind or things I need to be symmetrical. I like to make sure I put those in and actually map those out. Right. To make sure that it's lined. There's nothing I need, wrong with combining combining with fun. freehand. Yeah, I absolutely. do that a lot. Yeah.
2: Like making, sometimes- making all my
3: circle stencils, popping those on, making sure that I'm doing perfect circles like that. I mean, I can sit there and play around with my marker forever and do that, but I could also just put a circle on you and make sure that I'm doing that as clean as I possibly mm-hmm. can to add to how fun this tattoo is. I like goofy, goofy tattoos that are done so clean and you add little tricks to them that have no, you don't need to do that, but you did. Like the little tiny stuff that, you know, this is just supposed to be a fun tattoo. People always think like, I want to get fun tattoos my friends. I don't care. I just want to be silly and stupid. Like yeah, man, let's do that, but let's do it at like such a level that it looks so nice that people mm-hmm. are like almost like why? Like I have two dicks on me now, and people are like that's beautiful, man. Like I have the biggest balls on my leg, like man, that's that's crazy. That looks amazing. I'm that's beautiful. <laughs> you know, that's it, that it takes that like where someone could be like <laughs> that, like man, the glisten on that ball sack. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's silly. It's so silly, and I love it. That's my favorite part. I mean, if you're gonna do it,
2: do it right. Do it to the like X degree.
1: Sorry,
2: I parked on it. I did. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it is one of the things, like even when I'm in the middle of like some of my most brutal sessions, like even though I've like just kind of surrendered and I feel beat up, there's still this like element of gratitude that I'm able to be there in that situation with the people that I look up to, with the person that I want to learn from and collect art from. Um, like there's all these different layers of gratitude as well as like just being just punished. Yeah. <laughs> like just feeling, I always just, say thank
1: you all. I'm like, Oh
3: no. Cause I, I like whimper to myself, but the more uncomfortable I am with you, that it gets a little more like, Hey, it's not like a big mean. I'm not, not like, like a terrible screaming baby about it. I sat for 24 hours at hell city. Like I, I make myself sound worse than I am. And everyone always tells me that when I ta- get tattooed, I sit very well, but I'll be like,
2: I'm incredibly ticklish man I feel like I squirm and I fidget on my I don't move at all I stay
3: so still but like I was working on my booty when I was getting tattooed by Adam because he was in my toe bits he was on the top of my foot and my shin like it was all the worst spots so I was relaxing that leg as much as I could but the entire rest of my body was like in bridge and I was like so tense and I was just relaxing the leg and I was like
1: oh god your pores
3: all sore the next week (laughs) Oh yeah. But the whole time I was like, I know that I'm acting ridiculous, but I really appreciate this. And like, I I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm just dying. And I hate being tattooed, but I, I love
2: this tattoo and I'm going to love it forever. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh. one of the sessions on my knee, Adam was tattooing me and like, he was working on me in such a way that like my foot was on the stool like between his legs like he was kind of like holding my foot with his legs and tattooing my knee and as he's tattooing me I'm like trying to be still trying to be still trying to be still but that like area below the kneecap that's like one of those reflex points so it was like an uncontrollable I was just like pushing him away from me so he'd like work for a minute and I'd push him away and then he'd scoot forward that happens to me all the time (laughs) So then I ended up like curling up and just like holding my leg and just like, I'm in a ball with my foot between his legs. And it's just like, uh, ah, what's the worst? I just could not hold myself still. And like, I knew (laughs) how frustrating it had to be, but also at the same time, I've tattooed people Mm -hmm. in the same place. So before that, I don't think I understood how involuntary it was after that. It's oh, so yeah. easy to be patient with I it because I know you can't help it. it. You're not moving. I know it's literally one of those, yeah. like,
3: you didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. man. I know. That's why I'm like, I'm, I'm, we're comfortable together. Cause I'm damn near laying on you. Cause you're not yeah. going to move because I just want to get it in there as clean as I can. You
2: know, and it's funny. <laughs> at, at, this is a, something I realized when with Russ working on me was the more like just firm he held me the almost more comforting it was That's like i don't say that i too. don't want to necessarily describe it like russ manhandled me but when he would just like lay his his hand and arm on me and just kind of like lean into me and like stretch a whole area and like just the firmness of his hands it it was almost like a hug yeah no, like i find so that like, all kind I of I feel like it's like it's you comforting. got me. you got me like like this sucks so bad but i feel like you got me and i feel like you know it sucks and i feel like you are being as compassionate as you can and it's one of those like maybe there's something about actually being that connected you know when there's mm-hmm. that much physical contact between the artist and the collector like it's a, it's almost comforting like i can't say that it makes the pain go away but it makes the it makes it easier to tolerate the pain.
3: Absolutely. It does. You know what I mean? I feel like for me, when I was on like hour 20, we were like on hour 22, 23. You're my, just
2: like delirious about I was, it.
3: Yeah, I was really not on I was, because the first day we started on my elbow and then we finished on my elbow the second day. So it was pretty bad. And um, an artist had come up while I was in it and he goes, You don't look as confident now something like that. And it like pissed Jeff off. He was yeah, like, that's Hey, a pet peeve of mine." he was well. like, Hey, no, Not she's helpful. actually doing great. Um, we don't need that right now. It's we're in there. So yeah, she's doing great. And it just made me feel a lot more confident and like made me more comfortable. So I've always been like a hippie grandma. So my clients made sure that they feel comfortable. I'm using back team when I can, like we're doing this thing together. I'm trying to make you as comfortable as you can. So I can do as much as I can today. Um, and I feel like having that reciprocated and actually feeling that for the first time was like, Cool. I'm glad that I'm giving that to my clients. And it maybe like it like reassured me that like mm-hmm. that's what they do need right now is for me to go, hey, it's all right. It's, it's totally fine. I'm always like, listen, I'm a big baby, you're killing it. Like, don't mm-hmm. even worry about it. I'm like, man, I don't even have this part of me done yet because I'm scared. You're doing such a good job. Like I'm like all the way holding on them and
2: I love when you know I am in a spicy area of the arm or a leg or and I can, you know, my collection is far enough along where I can be like, no, I I really understand what I'm doing to you right mm-hmm. now and I'm sorry for that, but the kindest thing I can do is to just be efficient. Yep. Just get it in there. Yep. Uh, if, if we dilly dally, if Mm -hmm. we, you know, are delicate about it, it doesn't hurt less. It just hurts longer. And I think sometimes when I'm in those really tough spots with clients and I like have that talk with them and use similar words Mm -hmm. to those, it's like you're, you know, this, this is teamwork and I do understand, but like, here we go. And sometimes I'll even do like, let's say we're creeping up in this little armpit pancake area, Mm -hmm. or we're on like a nipple area or like the fingers. I'll do this thing where it's like, all right, I'm going to dip, get my color. I'm going to work on you. We're going to count to 15 together. I'm going to saturate for those 15 seconds. Cause you know, with every dip, you can really only do like a nickel size Mm -hmm. area. If we're talking like sensitive times, you know what I mean? You've got to concentrate and be precise and efficient. Um, So sometimes there's even like this literal like countdown that I do with my clients. Like, here we go. We're going to, we're going to do five seconds here, or we're going to do three seconds here. And sometimes they'll like, be like, all right, let's go. And I'll be like, take a couple more breaths. Relax. Here we go.
1: And as as they,
2: as they like calm down, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, here we go. 15 seconds. And as we yep. count that down together and I get to 10 and that's all I needed, yep. it's time to change colors. They have that sigh of relief. So sometimes there's like a strategy in working in a rhythm with them once, yes. they, once they're, once they've made it to all the way through the eight hurdles and they're going over the ninth and they have one more left, but they're out of gas that's when it's really time to like make it teamwork. And, you know, you don't want to rush it and move your hand quickly. You want to pause, let your client collect themselves each time between you Mm -hmm. change each time you change colors or get more ink or whatever. And you just go in with those short little, like, okay, this is going to suck, but it's going to suck for 15 seconds Mm. and you can count it down together. And then there's that breath of relief. And then you get in that rhythm and all of a sudden it doesn't hurt less, but the anxiety is gone. Right. Like you, you talk them through that first two or three cycles of like, okay, take a breath, 15 seconds. And then you get through the last hour or two hours or three hours or Day sometimes, right. you know what I mean? So that's crazy when I really like stop and think about how much teamwork there is yeah. to this process. Like I say it very casually, like it is teamwork, but I feel like I people have, don't use it like that a lot. I have like been on the anything. receiving end of it where like, you know, and a lot of times when I'm getting worked on, uh, because like, you know, Russ and guy, they get, um, prototype equipment a lot. So, when Russ was doing my back, he was using a prototype machine with prototype needles. So it was nice because I could give him like, I I don't want to be like clinical feedback, but clinical thoughtful mm-hmm. feedback. Like, yes, the ribs and kidney area of my back suck. But let me tell you what this needle feels like versus the one you used a mm-hmm. few minutes ago. You know, I can tell you if you use it this way versus this way, it hurts a little bit less. And it's funny to hear as he and i are talking he can be like oh that's interesting because it saturates this way better too mm-hmm. so he and i were learning together while he's using brand new equipment that hasn't even been made available yet right you know like um those are those are just kind of cool yeah cool moments
3: i think like you said like the teamwork of it i think is super important that a lot of people don't talk to their client while it's happening like hey man what parts hurt the most, but I always ask my clients that I'm like, all right, we're going to get into this. I'm going to start in the spots that I think are probably the spiciest. I'm going to use the tiniest needle I have and go ahead and get these tiny details in. Cause we're not going to like it. And we're going to use all that adrenaline at the beginning to just knock out these really bad spots. But if you tell me some spots don't hurt that bad and like other spots do just let me know so we can get started there first. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to like keep going back in and making it bad for you. Yeah. I
2: do encourage my clients yeah. to communicate with me. Like, don't sit there stoically and silent. Yeah, all I got to do is like dip my finger in the back teen and right. rub it on the area yeah. and wait 10 seconds. And right. all of a sudden it's not exhausting anymore. Right. And you can just relax again. And then let me know when it starts to get mm-hmm. spicy. Cause I'll probably need to cleanse the ink away right. anyways. Like,
3: like when we were on like the end bit of my elbow, like on the client side of it, He was like really getting, or like, uh, Caitlin was really getting in there. And like, Jeff was really like, like up on the top of my arm, like they're kind of like at the very end. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they were like, man, like, I was like, don't, he's like, we we don't have to do this or we can move this. I was like, no, just do the thing. That's going to look the best so we can have the best tattoo, but like, I know it's going to suck. Um, I just needed a second, a little back team. Okay. Like, let's just knock it out. Like get those white highlights and I want them to look white nice. highlights, do the, do that tropical teal, pop Don't that bitch it. in there. Don't go fast, you know, and it, it sucks, mm-hmm. but I was like, I know that this is going to be the best and I'm not going to have
2: to do this again because it sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to do that for my clients. Yep. It's, it's a funny thing. Cause like sometimes late night, end of session, I used to catch myself working more quickly just to like get through it and be humane. about you. Like, but like in reality, that means I got to go back into that area again because I was rushing. Yes. I was paying attention to your pain, but I was rather than utilizing those pain, those pain moments more efficiently. I was just rushing and working quickly to get you out of pain where if I slow down a little bit, and I make each mark count like right. each time that needle enters the skin, I make it count. And then I just like hold my paper towel that's saturated with mm-hmm. Bactine and ink. I just hold it on there and apply a little bit of gentle pressure as I change colors or rinse my needle or whatever I'm doing. And when I come back in, that Bactine's been soaking in, in that very spot that I'm coming back to. So, you know, it at least helps where I'm making contact right. with where I just tattooed. So there are all these things where when you're in those spicy areas or you're at the end of the day, just like slow down, think efficiently, but also think of like, man, this is teamwork time. Yeah. Like this is brutal. This is I'm zero. very
3: liberal with my back team. I'm very like, it's $5. I will use I a usually, whole thing. Yeah, back I usually go through
2: a whole bottle. Of yeah. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. only half, but like mm-hmm. the, my, the little cups on our ink tray, usually I, I, I fill it at the beginning and then I refill it on like our dinner break. So usually go through a whole bottle and then if i don't use it all then i end up just like sopping it out with a paper towel when it's time to like cleanse at the end of the night it's magic It's magic potion It is much better
3: than numbing cream i've used numbing cream in a couple spots i usually just go into it because like we're usually doing it at competitions and i don't want to have that affect it with my clients sometimes especially in spicy spots you want numbing cream, I will use numbing cream on you because I'd rather you be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you want to do, we can. I'll also use back team. Yep. Um, but we're gonna maybe have to go back in on that. And I'm comfortable going back in on that if that's what we need to do. Um, but during conventions, we're trying to do a competition piece. I want you to be able to do the best that you can, and I don't want to have like hindered it in any way, so I try to make sure that I show up as a good client and mm-hmm. don't put anything crazy on me. And the be back teen honestly feels much better a lot of times than the putting like numbing cream on. I mean, it, it helps with the initial, like it's a little bit numb and it helps the initial getting you into it, but that shock comes back. Um, but I think you're just more prepared for the shock to come back. And sometimes people need that and that's fine because I want to be able to work on you as long as I can, mm-hmm. but I know I'm going to probably go back in. Sometimes like the tack or not tack, but um, Zinsa, I don't have so much issues with. Mm-hmm. It's usually pretty consistent. It's pretty but,
2: nice. I've yeah. definitely used it on myself when I right. first started carrying it and I compared it to another prenum that I used for mm-hmm. a lot of my tattoos. And I actually compared like, one armpit one day with one and the other armpit the other Mm -hmm. day with the other. So it was like, as close to a side-by-side again, like not that it was clinical, but like for my own knowledge right. of the products. I know how well they work, how long they work. And, you know, in that area, there's a very, uh, various amount of like different kinds of tissues. You know what I mean? You've got your ribs, you've got like the under boob area, mm-hmm. the under breast delicate stuff We prepped onto my breast, then all the way up to the armpit crease. So like, I could understand how it worked and I could understand how it felt on the edges where like, it wasn't numb. Like I got to experience it and I got to experience the ups and downs but anybody that worked on me with any of those products was very patient and thoughtful about it and you know not I'm not going into little things either so I think one of the things to be mindful of with the uh prenums is to kind of like Wrap your head around it being a head start. It's gonna be like a slow ease into what the tattoo is going to feel mm-hmm. like the rest of the day. I think if you can wrap your mind around that, it makes it very bearable. And if you go into it with that mindset of like, okay, this is kind of like my training wheels for the first part of the session and as this wears off, then the back teen is helpful, right. and you can always com- communicate with your artist about like, okay, spicy, a little more bacteen. or you could steal Derbs' patented trick. He has a spray bottle of bacteen in his <laughs> own hand when he's getting tattooed. So when his artist is I do doing stuff, he like, <laughs> and then puts it back down at his side and. Yep. So that, I mean, that is a way to do it. If your artist doesn't necessarily use Bactine or doesn't know how to do it that I, I don't think that would be disrespectful no. or anything. Cause all you're doing is adding an antiseptic to it. Yeah. As well as, as the long you're past
3: that um, outline stage, you're fine. Yeah, yeah.
2: Don't do it with, there's still stencil yeah. on there. It's not going to help if it, if the skin hasn't been broken. Yeah. That's the thing with the Bactine. Once the skin is broken, then it's very effective.
3: I think with the numbing cream, a lot of times people, um, I kind of cop out on the numbing cream and just try to blame numbing cream for like overworking, overworking skin or, yeah. um, not knowing,
2: you know what I think? Yeah. I think sometimes artists are like,
3: Oh, you're numb. And they just go hog wild exactly. and yeah. then... not knowing how to use it, wrapping it on too long, thinking if it sits on the skin way longer than it needs to be is going to be better, which a lot of times, like can make the skin poofier so you have to know how to do it did you clean the skin before you just put all that stuff on there shave them Mm -hmm. up make sure everything was good like it's a lot of factors into putting something on the skin did your client put it on before they got there um how did they put it on what product was it because
2: some of them they're not all created you're supposed to
3: use them a certain thickness Um, of them you're supposed to use a certain like sometimes like you're not supposed to use it while the skin's broken. Sometimes you can use it when the skin's broken and people don't look into that. And then they just want to cop out and blame numbing cream for issues. So I have a lot of clients that come in, like, you know, outside of the issue of the, Ooh, I'm just going to get through it. Like we also used to not use gloves. So if we evolve, it's okay. Calm down. Like, I just don't want you to be in pain. That's not my kink. Um, but outside of that, like, don't, you know, don't scare my clients off with, you know, Hey, if like, I'm about to get my lady bit that will be numbed. Why wouldn't I do that? Like that inner crease would be silly not to try to do something to make that more durable so that i'm not like or more bearable so i'm not like smacking into like jeff or like you know i mean it's gonna be hard to keep my leg down anyway but like keeping it a little bit numb might make it easier for me not to twitch as bad yeah so like i don't i don't like when people try to like you know bully you out of it for one way or the other i think that you have to test it on your skin first you should do a skin test. Like it tells you on the back, I you take a little bit and you put it on there for the amount of time and you just see how your skin feels. And sometimes you have a reaction because it's not right for your skin. So and that's when
2: it's a problem. I tell my clients, I do not want them to buy their own. Right. We are fortunate I it enough to, to carry it yeah. here. Um, But I have used it on myself. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I understand. I don't want anything I understand I how used. it is or isn't going yeah. to affect the heel. Um, there are numbing products that have been used on me that totally affected my heel. One of them was VasoCaine. Mm-hmm. roughest heel I've ever had in my life. It was a tough session. It was a long day. At the end of the day, I got spritzed down. I got wiped down with VasoCaine. It a set me on fire and then B yes, I was numb the rest of the session, which was only like another half hour. Right. So we were towards the end when this trick was pulled out, but it was a rough heel and everything had to be touched up. So if it's, um, if it's any kind of prenum that, that is a vasoconstrictor, what you run into is it's just, it's just too much trauma on the skin cells. So some of those products, I do think in combination with overworking the skin are the cause of a lot of problems, right? But it's, it's, It's You're really causing a lot of trauma when you're cutting off the blood supply because it's a vasoconstrictor. That's what it means is it constricts the blood vessels. So there's not blood getting to the surface of the skin. So those cells are depleted and starving of oxygen and everything. And then you're going to puncture them with needles to their maximum saturation and expect them to recover easily. Like you've killed them twice. Yeah. You've killed them twice. (laughs) (laughs) You you killed those poor little skin cells two times. You strangled them and you stabbed them 47 times through the chest. Like, what do you, how, what, how do you expect them to heal? (sighs) So that's how I feel about some prenums is, and that's why some of them do cause problems. And some of them like, you know, if you're just doing like a few little lines in an area and you really don't want to feel it, okay, maybe that's the perfect product for you. If we're talking just eyebrows or something small, okay, maybe that's the perfect right. product for you, but you're not cutting off the, the blood supply from the, the topical vasocaine for as many hours as you right. are for a large tattoo. So those cells, they have it up the, the skin cells are experiencing the effects of the vasoconstrictor for a much shorter period of time, because the procedure is shorter. Mm -hmm. So they're not as starved for as long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were just like depleted of blood until they were woozy, not until they blacked out in death. Right. (laughs) He
3: has a bad morning, but he's
2: fine. (laughs) Each one of those skin cells, it was a rough wake up, but they're all right. They're going to get through it. So I mean, I don't want to say don't ever use the the products that are vasoconstrictors, but know the difference if you're using them. And like, I think it's important to know what your clients are using. So that's where I think, you know, if you want to do the prenum thing, make sure your artist is cool with it, understands how to work with it. And like, you're using the right product that your artist is familiar with. Yeah. So because- I, you know, you know, I am absolutely for prenums. Mm. I am absolutely for back I love holy water. Yeah. I love hustle helper. Um, honestly, the only one I have tried so far that I'm not a super fan of is um, there's one called nothing foam, mm. and it just p- kind of put me over the top on one of my sessions. Like the sting was so much more intense than back that I was like, that took my soul right out my chest. <laughs> So that one, I feel like it's, it's almost like it's too medicated. You know what I mean? Like it's almost too strong, but, um, but I'm definitely for the prenums. I just feel like you got to be on the same page with your artist about the prenum and artists, if you're using it, yeah, like deliberately schedule a tattoo with anybody you look up to yeah. To learn from them, but also start the session with, Hey, I'm experimenting with this new thing. I want to see how it works. I want to see how it affects the heel. I want right. to see these things. And any artist you look up to is going to be like, Oh, sure. Let's do this. Or they might say, Oh, I already know about that one. Let's not do this right. product. Let's try this. It's more why effective. I wouldn't want to try that. Yeah. In the first place but if you're if you're going in understanding that it's an Mm -hmm. experiment and you're both going to learn from it i think that's the way to try out these prenums is find a prenum that works good on you as a collector if you're a tattooer find one that you like and you like the way that it works that way you can help your clients along with it if you understand like how long it works in different areas then you understand how to work with it because like collarbone areas you've got a really short window Tissue areas, like, you know, fattier areas, mm-hmm. you've got a longer window of it's going to be numb, numb, numb for like a couple of hours in some of those spots where, right. you know, you get an elbow or a hand or collarbone or throat and you have 15 minutes to a half hour, no matter how long you leave it on. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's one of those things where you don't really understand it unless you've experienced it. So,
3: I've, I've had a couple of things like when I've used it on my, uh, like on this guy right here, mm-hmm. it felt like, um, I don't know that the beginning, like I said, like it did help a little bit, but then it started just to like burn really bad. Um, and then it didn't really help much. Like you said, after like the first like 30 minutes, it really didn't do anything. It just but did it help you like, ease into it? Yeah. It got me into it, which is fine. I think this brand wasn't my favorite. It was tack.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm not a huge fan of Tac. No okay. <laughs> but now, you know, yeah, but it is kind of like, uh, I don't know, just like burnt my skin a little bit once it was like touched again by it. Okay. And uh, I feel like the heel was really shitty, yeah. which this artist is like a feather fingers. Like he is like so like gentle, like usually has great heels. And this was like really just not great. And I know like a, the bend is kind of like a mm-hmm. not I so I haven't researched spot, all of them. I've of only
2: favorite. researched the ones that have been used on me. Right. So there are many out there that right. I don't know anything about. So that's why like I repeat things like there's a there's this paste called BioEvolve or mm-hmm. Biosense, which is like a custom compound Canadia, which is pretty stinking awesome. That's the one I use on my feet, the what like the fancy one. Yeah. Yeah. The, Canada yeah. the, Canada the Canada base. View. I had that on my toes. Um, but th- that's what I tried on yeah. one armpit. And then I tried Zensa on the other armpit the next day. And I was delightfully surprised. I think the Zensa works equally as well. Yeah. And it's only $40 a tube. And a tube is enough for one to two sessions of large And it like, just basically coverage. dries on the skin. If you like, Uh, I encapsulate mine. I feel like that works better for me than letting it dry. I feel like it just keeps like when you wipe it though.
3: It's not like greasy. Yeah. It just soaks into the skin. Like once Mm -hmm. that, because I put it on like a thick layer, like we make it like thick, thick and then wrap it up. But Mm -hmm. when you wipe it, it's still like I, with a tack, it's, um, almost like, um, that's yeah. So it's like really like oily. Mm-hmm. So when I put my stencil on my stencil wipes off where this one just dries, once you wipe right. it, it's not like a big event to wipe it off. I don't have to really take like a bunch of alcohol or just take try a to damp scrub.
2: paper towel Yeah, when awesome. you
3: have it really greasy, you have to kind of like alcohol it before you can put the stencil on. And I can just go in and just wipe it away, you know, keep some on the side in the wrap for later and mm-hmm. pop it back in. Um, Jasmine barely flinched her whole sternum. She said, I can't
2: feel this. Like, I mean, use the, Zensa. you know, I, the thing not that concert. I loved about Zensa <laughs> is that we could reapply it mm-hmm. and it doesn't burn. It doesn't, it does get like I'm going to call it delightfully warm. It's mm-hmm. not uncomfortable, but it does get warm as it starts to kind of soak in yeah. where the tattoo, where where you've already been tattooed. So, that's, that's really it. It just gets mildly warm and you can encapsulate it again. Just like, you know, you can take back spray it on a paper towel and Mm -hmm. encapsulate that. And, you know, um, that's how we kind of got through the later part of the session, but you can reapply it when guy would take a lunch break and go back up to the house and do family stuff. I could just put Zensa on my whole armpit area and renum it and, you know, (laughs)
3: yeah,
2: even though like on the rib area, there's not a ton of tissue for it Mm -hmm. to last a long time. It eased me into it. Yeah, You know what I mean? And it, I, to go into it with the mindset of like, okay, this may or may not help. And I already know it's going to get worse, but I'm going to count my blessings while it's not bad. And I'm going to pray to the back team gods that they're helpful later on. Vaccine um, has never done me wrong. I'm always like, can we just have a little bit more.
3: <laughs> They're like, all right, do this. Go get a sodi drink and then pop back in.
2: <laughs> I love that we've got it in bulk at the warehouse. I like grab a handful oh, yeah. of it every time. Mm-hmm. I buy it by the fours or yeah. eight at a time. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like that's no, why I'm, I just always I, have it tucked
3: in my dally in the morning. I'm like, here's the things I need because I can
2: <laughs> Um, I am due for basically re-upping on a lot of things my inks I have a lot of colors that I'm low on that can be a scary order to place because I need a million and a half colors to make my magic happen but it's just because I need so many variations of each color you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I not only need three purples I need like three purples light medium dark extra dark and then deep purple concentrate like in all my colors I think
3: about specific
2: scenarios in which I'm
3: going to use them so I'm always like that's not like a I I need like a deep foresty situation but also I need this like weird neon dart frog guy (laughs) so
2: I end up like just in my purples I have like five I call them color families Mm -hmm. where it's like the light medium dark family of a color so I got like Four or five of those just for my purples and grays. Mm-hmm. I kind of lump my grays in with my purples yeah. in my palette box. And then I go to my greens and there's so many greens. Same. Do you know how many greens you need? Like, let's just say we're putting a neon green glow around anything. That's like Three. nine colors of green
3: three for most people and like 13 for me yeah like you're going yeah. in and then I'm, I mean, dipping, I'm dirty dipping into make a new ones from black
2: like- to like greener turquoise concentrate <laughs> to a forest green to an emerald green to like an avocado there's to five grass greens green of that, that, to a all the way yes. to a yellow you know what i mean like if you're building it. a oh, green yeah. glow you got to run from the darkest to green like all the way yellow. but you got to go with like the richest yeah. of each because you need it to look like it's glowing are mm-hmm. like if you're building like a tree and moss and that's another 16 different colors of green yeah but not and then quite you gotta, the same glow we're not even talking about the olives yet oh not the olives <laughs> not the olives i have so many olives as well pinks? yeah i, I neon have so greens. i have
3: a billion neon greens pinks and yellows those are the things that are like to me. And like yellow to me also means orange. I just think yellow is all of it. So it's like yellow, like yellow is like orange to brown. And that is my
2: yellow collection. <laughs> yeah, that's a way to look at yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, when I need to re-up on many of my colors at the same time, it's like, oh, this is gonna be an expensive order order. But it's always nice to talk to Jamie over at Tommy Supplies. Uh she's always been one of my uh like what's going on in the industry kind of <laughs> gossips over the years. Um we actually, this year we did a few different shows where they happened to be at. So it was nice to like catch up. She has the same kind of dog as me. It's pretty cool. He's all black and handsome. Does he also licking your knee bits. Ryan? No, he did not lick me. I was actually like, oh, I wish oh, my dog so nice. didn't lick
3: like this. <laughs> she gets you in like the most like yuckiest spots, like in between your toes or like behind your knee or like this, like slimes your whole leg to the point you don't even feel the licks anymore. You're like, okay. That's just where I am.
2: I had a meeting with my manager yesterday, oh. and she was like sitting in the rocking chair that I have like across from my coffee, ta- coffee table, and she had her legs crossed, and she was wearing like uh like capri style pants, so like a small portion of her ankle was showing. Lolo goes over there and is like profusely yep. licking it. I'm like Lolo, I'm one right showing She's yep. like, I really don't mind. I was like, oh man, if you let well, her know that, she will lick and lick. Your skin lick. will be gone. Yeah, I. She oh. won't stop. It's her favorite game don't let it happen. It
3: immediately almost like, (laughs) so (laughs) funny. She's so sweet though. I just want to let her,
2: if it wasn't so gross, it's like, she gets a full mouth of water first. And she's like, she does sometimes (laughs) too. And like, I don't know. (sighs) She, she's wonderful in every way. I love my dog. She's a great dog. She listens. Well, I could go on and on about like, I had a lot of work training her and stuff. So I don't want to like make it seem unrealistic, but a lot of people put a lot of work into my dog. She's a really good dog. The licking is the only thing I would change about her if I could. Yeah, she's perfect. the w- only
3: thing I would change. Yeah. She's but, a homie, but she like, but she brings you her toys first, and she hangs out there. That's
2: fine. Yeah, but as soon as like you have skin exposed, she's like, oh yeah, well, and like she'll up be up. chilling <laughs> with her head on your lap, like awesome. And then out of, out of nowhere, you'll get like a tongue, like strategically Ugh. on the inside of your arm. That's yeah. the worst. <laughs> Ugh. Oh man how do we end up talking about oh, my dog oh, again
3: man. she's great she's my homie my dog is starting to look like a dog again good Sounds nice yeah he um uh had like
2: hot spots on the side of his face oh, oh that's no. right you know what i was actually he just this whole face it was so sad it was actually just for the first time today i was uh my cat was kind of itching so i was like you know what let me put some preventative flea stuff on you i haven't seen any evidence so i've got this like um natural it's like diatomastic earth or diatomaceous however you want to whichever um crunched up diatoms i sprinkled crunched up diatoms that smell good all over her and i sprinkled lolo too because they both love the attention yeah um our dog
3: is getting like these wipes to like clean off his face like every day like we'd like to scrub his face but while i was in he there
2: <laughs> I just like oh. i thought of you because i had some hot spot stuff back there and <laughs> i was like i bet she's already got something like this um but it's been a while since anybody's had one in my house yeah. but i would love to try it because his poor little
3: face he looks like he looks like he has road brush <laughs>
2: It's it'll so clear that like
3: he's a golden retriever so he's all fluffy and cute and long on one side and there's like bald spot inside of his face has all these like crunchy little scabs it's yeah so they look sad.
2: miserable but it'll heal up quick oh, and we're getting baby. it won't be too long i feel like october dog's coats spill out again and he'll come back to shiny and beautiful <laughs> long hair it'll be okay
3: he just looks so miserable he like he gives you hugs so we, we taught him how to do like the hugs thing we're like we made a triangle and like pet his face when he was younger so we loved that. So we go like give us a hug every time we did it. Then we would stand up and do it. So he'd like hop up and now we can just ask him and he hops up and gives us hugs.
2: My dog's so short that I pat my legs and encourage face. her to come up. He like well,
3: no, he gives full hugs on the sides of his arms. So he's not hurt you. It's beautiful. Um, he goes full into it. Full into it. Um Kyle's had a hug. Um, but he like is sitting there all beautiful and then he turns his face and it's like <laughs> like, <laughs> like Phantom of the Opera. It's so terrible.
2: <laughs> oh, you're half cute yeah it's really sad don't worry it'll come back Wait for me, it'll you. come back heat does it stress does it you know all those things but it'll clear up um so in case you guys don't know i got roped into doing the tattoo weekly on mondays with lauren and gabe so it's kind of like this but a lot more organized and more like uh, Uh, tattoo current events I mean I guess we talk current events but it's a little bit more like for the artist and for those who like really want to be in the know where like we're trying to like help you understand how to get good tattoos and you know know the difference um but Monday mornings I think in the near future we might be moving to Tuesdays I don't I don't know uh do you have the lineup of guests I do for that for the next few weeks
0: there's Corey Ferguson for next week. Mm-hmm. Mickey Schlick the following. And then Gunner
1: the following week after that. That's pretty cool. That's and those three. Caroline Evans. Oh, nice. That's four
3: pretty heavy hitters. So I yeah. guess artists coming to Red Tree soon, don't we?
0: Yes. Next mon- Sunday, Monday.
2: Who it is? Who's coming? Jaded Moon. Oh, I forgot she was coming. I knew she was coming, but I totally forgot. I don't think it, I knew. It was I think this she'll soon. be
0: across the room for you there in Jordan's.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I realized she was going to be here so soon. Awesome. Well, Jaded Moon's going to be here in Columbus. She does a pretty specific uh, style of tattoos. Uh, she also does pretty specific locations for these tattoos.
3: I have a lot of questions Can you pull for some her, of her work
2: up?
0: You with are going to love her too. I have a lot of questions. I kind of have a couple questions too. I
1: want to, I'm interested.
2: Yeah. I'm excited. Corey Ferguson's coming up. I knew he was going to be one of the guests. I didn't realize it was going to be this week and some of the crazy black stuff cool? I've been doing. Yep. That's train. Sure is training out there. <laughs> I wonder
1: if the mics are picking it up at all. I
2: wonder if my
1: car's windows are up. Is that from Rocky Horror Picture Show? Where? That is Frankenfurter. <laughs> Perfect.
2: Yep. She uh she's kind of known for the risque tattoos. There's not really much that she's shy about, but man, she's awesome to hang out with, awesome to be around while she's working. Um Is she going to be here just for a few days?
0: Yeah, Sunday, Monday.
2: Just Sunday, Monday? Mm -hmm. Well, hit her up. See if she's got any openings. I feel like we've talked and talked about all the things. Is there anything else we want to talk about? I think we did it. You want to plug your own stuff again? Oh, yeah. Um,
3: At Shabby Beatnik on Instagram, Shabby underscore Beatnik.
2: Thanks for taking the time to join us tonight. I knew since you'd been tattooed and you'd been to a show recently, we could have a nice conversation. Uh, We will be back next week. I think I'm going to get in touch with Chris Taylor and see if he's available to join us because he's been kind of on the tip of everybody's tongue lately. Also, Jeff wants to as well. So we could have them both. Could be cool. Yeah, reach out to Jeff and see when he's available because it's actually pretty easy to do like a panel style show as well. Awesome. Um, It's actually been a long time. You know, way back when, when we were still in like the 30s of episodes, maybe even not that far along, we did a bio night where we had a whole bunch of different bio artists join. You know, in. You've been talking about
0: bringing it back for a little while. Are we going to finally do it?
2: We could. We could sit down and organize a bio night. We could organize a new school night. Jeff and I would be Speaking a menace of to Gunner. society together. I think. <laughs> Get you, yeah. Jeff. If Gunner would be interested, maybe I could invite him next week.
3: Are you looking for more new school artists? I know Dave would.
1: Dave and you know, I text each other. Yeah. Think with it. Yeah. It. I mean,
2: it's been a long time. He's a goober. We should. We should make these things happen. What other? Yeah. Uh, if we were to do, if we were to do panels with different artists in different genres. What other genres do you think would be?
0: The dark horror Yeah,
2: that would
1: be a good one. Um, I think that you need to have you talk to Cam in a while or ever because
2: he's kind of magic. Cam? Yeah. Does he oh, come yeah. on here and talk a lot? Uh, he is more, he's like the most private Scorpio I've ever met. Like I'm a private Scorpio, so, but here like I am so, on camera all the time uh if I even remotely throw the idea of him being like his face being on camera out there he gets so like awkward what if he just tattoo? but like there's,
1: there's
3: his, his
2: hands doing things is fine like his hands working with tools his hands tattooing but like to have him like speak on camera I don't I don't think he's comfortable with that
1: mm.
2: I could be wrong but he's not giving me the vibe so I try not Here. to push it too far but it's
3: just so beautiful. Everything he does, his like, work is beautiful. It always, always looks like it up he's style. just about to get started into it. I'm like, oh, you get started. He's like, no, he's working all day. And it's just like skin, just looks like it's never been touched. Mm-hmm. It's just like so soft and just like flows into each other. Everything's so even and like
2: uh, beautiful heels too. It yeah. goes back to being like hyper focused on the trauma you're yeah. causing when you understand microscopically what's going on. The the things you can achieve without pushing the skin too far are pretty magic. Look at these things. So, so, look at that okay. guitar oh. lion morph. Oh, that's the whole that's video whole of, of everything. Yeah, well, that's Cam's work. There
3: Where's it is. Bias. Boom.
2: <laughs> I love that he's starting to incorporate more color like as well. This guy
3: right here, like the video of him tattooing
1: right there. that. Guy. Yeah. Oh, hello. Everything's just so, like, happy. <laughs> I love
0: how he, like, works through a piece, too.
2: Just to eat. a lot of times he'll work, like, background in. And for me, that's a really efficient way to work as well. But, um right. He he definitely is very systematic in the way he applies his tattoos, and each little piece is perfect before he moves on to the next. Perfect. He's definitely not one to like. He might jump piece to piece, but that piece is going to be finished and beautiful before he moves to the next. And like you know, from one session to the next, he might balance things and make things darker, or you know, the way the Mm -hmm. tattoos evolve. But in each session, it's just flawless, smooth gradients everywhere. And I love how like big his gradient transitions are like they're large and that's not easy to do yeah. that's what makes his work so special is to make those large areas of smooth gradients as smooth as he does um derb does that with color which is mind-blowing but mm-hmm. to see cam do it the way that he does with black and gray is like man this is next level and like he's got so many more years to grow mm-hmm. and keep growing and like i can i can I can't wrap my head around the stuff that he'll be doing in 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like his projects are getting so big and so just on point. That big chest like, piece
3: he was working on the other day was like the, the, chest the, of belly. the
2: level of elegance that he achieves on, like whether it's a male or female client, there's this element of elegance in all of his work. So I think as this project start becoming like full body suits mm-hmm. or partial body suits, I feel like once he has the freedom to really like stretch his tricks out that much, he's just going to be like, I don't know. I think he's going to grow into something we haven't ever seen before just because like, he's just mm-hmm. so hyper-focused. Yeah, yeah. So, and and like I said, he's very systematic in his approach. So when you're like hyper-focused on each step of the system, there's not a weak spot in the tattoo and it's beautiful to see. <sighs>
3: Well, that was a fangirl moment. I like that. That was cute
2: for us. <laughs> Do you know if he heard this, he would blush so bad and he probably wouldn't talk to either one of us ever again. Kyle, don't tell him. I, I won't. Okay. Secret's safe. Okay. It'd be Wait, funny. Hey, we're, you know, we're talking all the time. <laughs> It'd be funny if he was like, I watch your show every week. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you say about me. He'd be like, well, yeah, yeah, you know, magic. well i think we should wrap up yeah we could keep talking but we've jumped jumped down a lot of tatty rabbit holes i also am really excited because i have a drawing i want to go home and do okay kyle do you have anything you'd like to add anything you're looking forward to coming up tattooing Aww. apprentice kyle looking forward to tattooing i want you to give me a tattoo so bad when you first get started i want to have
3: one of your baby tattoos i got you Does not have to be the first one i won't take that but
2: i want one she's like but the fourth maybe yeah give me one Mm -hmm. all right guys well thanks for tuning in we will definitely be back next week i'm going to reach out to a few friends of ours and get a lineup together um i should have asked chris to join us last time i talked to him i'm brainstorming alive on air anyways we'll talk more caddies next week
1: have a great night because after all you deserve it <laughs>